I was gonna do it. I was gonna do it different this time. Welcome to oh. <laughs> Welcome to and the Award Goes To, a weekly podcast where we see the newest films to hit theaters, giving giving our thoughts, impressions, and finally an award to a p- particular thing in the movie. Uh my name is JT Atkins, and with me is Rocky Rudoy. Rocky, what did we see just a moment ago? What did we see? <laughs> a moment ago, we saw Kingsman 2, The Golden Circle. The Golden Circle. I mean, they, I mean, they don't call it Kingsman. They just call it... They just call it Kingsman, The Kingsman, Golden Circle. The Golden, Golden that's, Circle. I, that's you why added I, I paused about two, <laughs> just so we don't get confused. I don't know. Uh, uh, um, you want that beer sign? You can have that. No, Be I'm careful, good. it's full. Rolling Rock, I'm good. Yeah. Uh, Kingsman, The Golden Circle. Who was it directed by? Uh, it was directed by and co-written by Matthew Vaughn and uh, Jane Goldman co-wrote it with him. Who, oh, wait a minute. So Matthew Vaughn directed it and then he co-wrote it with who? Jane Goldman. What else has she done? They write um, all of his movies except for Larry Cake. She wrote Stardust, Kick-Ass, oh, Kingsman really? 1. Wow. Uh, X Men First yeah, Class. I was gonna ask. Yeah, X Men First um, Class. Yeah, all the ones that he's done, yeah, they, they co-write together. Oh, okay. Yeah, cool. Got a little writing team going on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, who who was in it? Colin Firth, uh, Taron Egerton, Egerton, Egerton. I don't yeah. know how to say his last Something, name. Yeah. Uh, Julianne Moore, Mark Strong, Jeff Bridges, Channing Tatum, uh, uh, Holly Berry. Yeah. Mountain um, John. Everybody, but not Pedro Pascal. Apparently, <laughs> who's like. <laughs> In, in the movie more than most of the other people just yeah, mentioned. <laughs> yeah. It's, but it's they don't weird. bill him in like anything. That's so weird. Like you're a TV actor. Fuck yeah. you. You don't which, have enough films under your belt. Which is weird because TV is like crossing. I mean, it's been for the past couple of years, but it's crossing that like the, the line is getting blurred mm-hmm. for like movie actors going into TV. Yeah. I mean, you got like True Detective with like Woody Harrelson and uh, Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. So like mm-hmm. and season two has been Spawn and, uh, you know, just all kinds of other stuff. But... With this, like it's, it, I guess it seems like it's not the same just yet with TV going into movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's weird. Yeah. For uh, sure. How did you like it? It was okay. I loved it. Yeah, you loved it <laughs> a lot. I thought it was all right. Yeah, and and we'll, we'll get to that later. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So first up, we've got news. Yes. Um, you you don't have very much, do you? So you can you can go first with a piece um, if you want. The biggest piece of news I have is that Linda Hamilton's returning for the new Terminator. God damn it. I had that. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> you got me. That's what gotcha. I get for being a gentleman. Yeah. <laughs> and letting you go first. Nice guys finish last, bitch. All right. right. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, Linda Hamilton is returning to the role of Sarah Connor she in is. Terminator 6. 3, 4. Yeah, Genesis 5. Yeah. So, and yeah. it's supposed to completely ignore Everything Genesis. past 2, I think. Oh, really? It? I know for sure it's ignoring Genesis. Maybe sure. we got our news from different sources. So yeah. let me see. I mean, it make it make more sense if it takes place just one, two, and then canceling everything out until except for this movie. I didn't. I didn't save any. I didn't save any of this. And, and it kind of connects back into what we're talking about, like Halloween, just doing yeah, the same Jamie thing. Where it's like yeah. one, two, and then like, like canceling everything else out. Yeah. yeah, and just doing this. Yeah. Um, which I guess a bunch of movies have been doing. Like you know, going back to a. Uh, I mean, Terminator Genesis tried to do it already, but yeah. uh, going back to an old movie franchise and yeah. trying to bring it back in a way yeah like, yeah try to reboot it in an interesting way yeah. like i think i mean correct me if i'm wrong i don't know every example every example out there but i think one of the earliest examples of that and i guess more mo- not most recent so earliest example would be jj abrams with the star trek franchise 
how he rebooted that because well, he did that through like a time paradox well kind yeah of time yeah i was i wasn't even talking about that but i'm talking about like continue on the same storyline well i but, mean that that's what i'm getting at i'm i'm, I'm combining the two so oh, okay. i'm saying i'm saying like they're doing a single sequel they're bringing it back in an interesting way but they're also continuing like the timeline and sure like star trek does that in the most Star Trek like really blurred the line between what a reboot was and what a sequel was mm. because it was both. Right. Where it was like this is a sequel to everything that's already happened, right. uh-huh. but at the same time we're rebooting in a fresh start and doing our own thing. Mm-hmm. And so like a lot of movies now have tried like even Star Wars Episode Seven does that where it's like all right this is thirty years later everything still happened but we're doing it in a way where we can tell new stories with new characters. Well um, yeah I-, I was thinking more like Fury Road. Or Creed. Both oh, those came okay. out that year. Like Creed, you know, basically continues with the Rocky character yeah, in yeah. a different But it like passes you know, the torch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now Rocky's like Mickey and you yeah. know, uh Adonis Creed is, you know, now like the new yeah, you know, head of yeah. the, the movies. Um or like Fury Road where it still takes it's still canon with the other films. Is it? Yeah. I mean I don't know. Yeah. I've only seen the first uh original Mad Max. It was, okay. it was good. But yeah, I, yeah. I just I don't know much about the story. Yeah, but those did it like really successfully while that year, you know, you also got Genesis. Yeah. <laughs> which didn't do it successfully. Did you actually watch that? Did you go did you go and watch it? Because it's no. not good. No, but, that's uh, why I did because everybody trashes it. It takes mm-hmm. a lot for me as a huge Terminator fan to yeah. tr- to not say because you like just, Terminator three. Yeah, I like Terminator three, and I like Terminator Salvation. Like, I don't know how you like Salvation. <laughs> I hate Salvation. <laughs> it's got good moments, and that's the thing. Like with Genesis, yeah, the credits. Gen- <laughs> yeah, when the credits roll, you're out of the movie. Uh, Genesis has legitimately. I was in that movie like ready to go until like the first act break. We're like, I was gonna say, I heard that the first twenty minutes are pretty solid. It's, a, it's good. Yeah. Like when it starts up, you're like, oh fuck, this is the sequel we've been waiting for. Uh-huh. Like it was better than three. It was better in Salvation. It was like, which for some people, it's not saying much, but it was better in both of those movies. And it was like, like all right, here we go. This is the sequel we deserve. And then they, because basically what happens is like they jump back into the eighties. And so, like, we're seeing stuff back there with a fresh new Sarah Connor, right? Played by a. Uh, Amelia Clark. Yeah, da- Daenerys herself. Mm-hmm. Um, she's in it. She actually does a pretty good job in it for the time that she's in it. Right. And then they do like a thing where they time travel and they jump 30 years into the future. So they're in like, they were originally like, we're in the future, we're in post-apocalypse, and then we go back into the 80s. And then we jump into like 2017 mm-hmm. for some reason. And that's where the movie loses its shit, where it like jumps, it tries to jump current and then like, it's got this whole bullshit commentary of like technology and everyone being yeah, addicted to yeah, it. And it's just like, yeah, yeah. it's like, uh, no, so like, much. yeah, it, it would have been fine if they executed it right, but they didn't. And so after that, if you just go back and watch the first 30 minutes as like a fan film, it's fantastic. It's, right. It's really good. But, uh. Unfortunately, yeah, the rest of the movie isn't so. So it'll be it'll be cool to see. I don't know how Linda, she's dead in the third one. She dies. She dies in the yeah. Third that's one. why it has to take place after yeah. the second one. That's why I say one and two are probably going to be. Like, I agree with what you're saying. Yeah, well, one and where, two like the other stuff will be. Count. Yeah, yeah. Then three and on is going to be cut yeah. off. The other three films. What I would be completely okay with, uh-huh. not to talk about Terminator forever, mm-hmm. but it's one of my favorite sci-fi franchises of all time. If not the, like, my favorite sci-fi franchise of all time. I prefer RoboCop. Fair enough. Except for the third one. <laughs> Fuck that. Third How one. many of those do they have? And the reboot. Oh. 
I heard the reboot was all right. There's just three in the reboot. Oh, okay. But one and two, I mean, one, of course, is incredible. But two is... I haven't seen any of them. It's pretty great. I was really never saw... I've heard they're good. I just never got around around to it. Um, But yeah, so the Terminator series... Shit. What was I going to say? Send Belinda (laughs) Hamilton, or would you be fine with them doing something? Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. What I would be fine with them doing, which I thought they were going to do for a little bit, especially with Genesis, is that Genesis was supposed to establish this, like alternate timeline of like hey this is a reboot and we're in a different timeline and so the thing with terminator is is that the character there's this misconception of like in the main story what terminator is like what the story is is like oh something's inevitable it's supposed to happen whatever's going to happen is going to happen judgment day regardless we can't prevent it like it's going to be the end of the world so the only thing that really matters is what we do to prepare for it and how we react to it and like that's the whole story kind of like the first three movies all right but there's this like throwaway line in the first movie where kyle reese comes back and they're talking about he's like rescuing sarah connor and they're talking and she's like, what are you saying? You're from the future? And he's like, yeah, like one of like possible futures. I don't know. I don't know the, te- the tech stuff. And so like that throwaway line right there, mm-hmm. me like speaks volumes for the whole series because he's like one of possible futures. Mm-hmm. So even though they're trying to prevent stuff and they spend the whole original trilogy trying to fight the stuff from the future and prevent apocalypse from ha- judgment day from happening. And then it happens eventually and all this stuff. What would what I thought they were eventually going to do is explore multiple stories through multiple different time frames covering the same our timelines covering the same time frame mm. so like we always get like the same like we always get another terminator one and another terminator two and another terminator three and each one is just like they're not reboots mm-hmm. they're just alternate universes they're alternate timelines where like this one linda hamilton she like dies giving birth to john or sarah sarah connor gives birth uh, dies giving birth to John Connor mm-hmm. and like this one like you know Kyle Reese doesn't die or something so he's there to help train John Connor and this one like you know just whatever like they just keep on doing something different and something different and I for a while I thought that's what they were going to do and right. I don't think they're going to no <laughs> but I would definitely would you would you like to see something like that where it was yeah. just like yeah. not it was kind of like an anthology series series yeah, where sure. you had like trilogies every time and mm-hmm. they were like each trilogy was different, but they just keep it's like the Terminator, so they just right. keep changing stuff up. But, yeah, yeah, I'd love to see. Uh, that. I think that'd be cool. Um, and I think Arnold's coming back for this one as well. Is. He probably and is. is it Tim Miller directing? I think. Uh, I think Tim Miller's supposed to direct it. Okay, doesn't he have his hands full with something else? Probably. Wasn't he? I remember he's like doing two or three things. <laughs> like, I, I wouldn't doubt it, but attach. You know, I mean, Deadpool was his directorial debut. Was it? Hmm. Yeah. It was good too. Yeah, did a really good yeah, job. Knocked all the parts. Everybody's like, "Oh, all right." Yeah, I guess everyone's <laughs> he's like, a, "He's a safe bet. He did one movie." <laughs> yeah, he's good. All right, so that's the story that you already did. We saw we saw the trailer for this, this today, the Tomb Raider movie. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Who's that in it? Decanter. She's a girl from Ex Machina. Oh yeah, yeah. She's the robot. Yeah. Uh, uh, I forgot uh, her last name. Something. To- Something to canter. I'll look I it up. It looks. Uh, I've never been the biggest Tomb Raider fan. It looks all right. I've never been the uh, biggest fucking fan of movies based on video games because they're never good. <laughs> yeah, they're never good. Alicia Vikander. Alicia Vikander. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It looks like I'll, I'll go see it. Um, yeah. Yeah. I've never really cared about the video games too much. They were 
They were fun. The newer ones? The back, well, I mean, I played the newer ones too, yeah, and they're they're fun. It's yeah. just like <laughs> it feels like we've come full circle. It's like Tomb Raider was like back in the late nineties or early two thousands or whatever on your PlayStation. It was like this crazy little like shooter platformer, really shitty controls sometimes, yeah. really shitty camera angles. Mm-hmm. Like it was this game where you just jumped around. It was whatever. It was it was Tomb Raider. And then Uncharted happened, and Uncharted's like, hey, it's like Tomb Raider, but it's with a guy, and it's better. Mm-hmm. It's like, cool. And so, like, Uncharted was inspired by Tomb Raider, mm-hmm. and it became better. And then Tomb Raider, the newer iterations of it were like, hey, it's like yeah. Uncharted, but with a girl. And yeah. it's like it's like they came full circle. Yeah, it's like right. you've, you've been inspired what you inspired to, like, like, it just did a thing. And it's fun. Like, I've played, I think I've got the first game downloaded, because it was like a free PlayStation game at one point, sure. so I think I downloaded it. Um, I played a little bit of it. It's good. It's just like nothing. Like I've already played Uncharted, and Uncharted is incredible. Yeah, right. So it's hard to be like, all right, well, this is the same, but different. Yeah, yeah. different. Like, yeah, it's okay. Mm-hmm. But I mean, so like, did you see any of the original movies with Angelina Jolie? I saw in theaters. Yeah. yeah, I think I saw one of them in theaters. I can't remember which one. Maybe yeah. the one where she's like trying to jump on the spinning globe at the end or something. Isn't that's that, isn't that's that the one? first. That's the first one. Is that the first one? Yeah. Okay. I, 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 if I remember right, I don't think the first one was too bad, but I was also a little kid. Yeah. And then I remember even when the second one came out, I remember being bored as fuck during the second one. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. me too. I don't know if I saw that in theaters, though. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, so, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens with this one. And Square, Square Enix is involved with this movie, who mm-hmm. are the people who do the game. Yeah. So that's yeah. interesting. Who we'll, the game. And, and there's a direct references to, like, the first reboot game. Mm-hmm. Like, She's di- she's on an island. She's trying to survive. She's the shipwreck she looks, looks similar. Ex- yeah, the shipwreck looks shipwreck looks similar. She's wearing like the exact same clothes that yeah. she is in the video game, yeah. and her hair is like the exact yeah. same way too. And, and just like the video game, uh, Nick Frost is in this. Nick Frost, yeah, from Shaun the Dead and Hot Fuzz. Oh yeah, <laughs> World's End. Yeah, yeah. That's he's right. not in the game, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think he was in the game. I don't know because I haven't beat it, so maybe I thought he, <laughs> he might have been in the there at the end of it. Or like, something. Oh, hey. He's like the final boss or something. What's going uh, on? Right. Yeah. So Tomb Raider. Uh, what else you got? HBO greenlit the H- HBO greenlit the Watchmen television series or a pilot. They, they yeah. greenlit the pilot to get made by uh, your boy from Lost. Yeah, Damon uh, Lindelof. Yeah, Damon Lindelof. Um, so this has been getting kicked. I mean, they've been for the past few years trying to. Develop a Watchmen series, yeah, been, which is what it should have. Like, I like the Zack Snyder movie, but it's what it should have initially been. Like, it shouldn't have been a movie; it should have been a television series. It should be a limited series. It shouldn't go on forever. It should be like eight or nine episodes. Yeah, and it needs to be on something like HBO, yes. like HBO or Showtime, mm-hmm. like something like that. So yeah, uh, it's on HBO. At least so, that. Yeah, they got greenlit. They're gonna be making the pilot. Yeah, and. uh yeah, we'll see how it turns out. The only the only thing I'm scared of with it, because I have complete faith in the source material, complete faith in the channel, HBO, and complete faith in Damon Lindelof. Mm-hmm. The only problem I have, the only thing I'm scared of, is that some exec at HBO is going to be like, listen, Game of Thrones is ending. We need the next Game of Thrones. And so they're <sighs> going to try to take Watchmen... And they're going to try to spread it into this like five or six season thing. And that's not going to be sustainable. Um, I think they can do three seasons with it. They could maybe. If, if they're focusing seasons, on like, if they're focusing on, what was the Night Owl book called? Oh, uh, I can't remember. The original Night Owl. Yeah, yeah. Like him, but yeah. Like, 
for any of y'all that don't know in the uh, graphic novel, at the end of each issue, there's like an excerpt from a book at first. Yeah. And then later on, there's something else that goes into. But there's a book that runs through it written by the original Night Owl. Yeah. And it's about him and the formation of the first Watchmen, the mm-hmm. first iteration of Watchmen and all that. Hollis Mason. Yeah, the uh, the the minute the minute the minute man. Yeah. Um, and uh, then later on, there's like excerpts about like other people that were in the Watchmen, so like that. So they have like individual yeah. stories of them. There's kind of like and then there's, there's also the comic book that, that one kid the is Tales reading. Of the Black, yeah, the Freighter? Black something like something that, like yeah. yeah. But he's like reading a comic book next to the newspaper stand. Yeah, <laughs> and, it, and it mirrors uh, Ozzy Mandeus's journey. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which he's like. He's really cool, but like Doctor Manhattan is like my favorite out of all the out of all the Watchmen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's he's. I mean, the great thing about Watchmen is that they're all pieces of shit. Yeah, like, none <laughs> like of them are every good one people. of them. Yeah, well, but he's like, yeah. What about Rorschach? Rorschach's a fucking psychopath. Rorschach murderer. is the worst one. Yeah. Which at the end of it, he turns out to be like the best one. Yeah, right. But it's like he's a bad. He's dude. a sociopath. <laughs> yeah, like. yeah. That I mean, the only one I think is kind. The only one that I think is kind of excusable Not is like. All. Yeah, Night Owl. Mm-hmm. Like, Night Owl is, like, he's trying really fucking hard to be the good guy. Yeah, right. And he's still just, like, not that. He's just kind of a schlubby middle-aged yeah. man. Yeah, exactly. That's what it is. It's not so much that he's bad. He's just pathetic. Yeah, right. <laughs> he's very pathetic. Yeah. I get, like, maybe they could push it to three seasons if they, I wouldn't have a problem with it at all if they reached into, uh, if they reached into the before Watchmen stuff that DC went and did. Because I have a good bit of the, the before Watchmen stuff. Mm-hmm. And that stuff is really good. There's yeah. some good stuff in there, especially uh, Silk Spectre's thing. Like, okay. she's got a little four issue run where she runs off and like she moves to San Francisco mm-hmm. like at one point before she fully accepts the Silk Spectre like thing. Yeah, so right. She's it's like her whole journey of like her discovering herself before she finally did what her true calling right. was, and it's really well done. Yeah, they can definitely pull from Before Watchmen. That's what a lot of people are already saying, is that, like, they'll probably make additional seasons because of Before Watchmen. Yeah. So yeah. there's, like, the material there now that's not just the, you know, 10-issue graphic novel. Yeah, it's like 10 or 12. Yeah, yeah. 10 or 12, something like that. Maxi yeah. series, whatever. So, uh, people are like, yeah, you know, we're down to do whatever. You know, uh, the material's there now. But I, it's just gonna be more interested because they're gonna uh, they're gonna tell it probably in nonlinear style. Maybe, yeah. yeah. I I, w- I would think they would just because even the comic the comics the graphic novel they cover two separate time periods. Yeah. So you see, you see the original Minutemen, and then you see which started everything, and then you see the Watchmen who pick it up later, like thirty or forty years later. Well, it's like 30th, I guess. And the main connection between them is uh, the comedian. Like, mm-hmm. he's the one that's in, like, both of them. And, or at least for a little bit. You think like he's it, a real bad bloke, and then you find out he's still a pretty bad bloke, but... <laughs> he still tried to rape someone, but, but he's... But <laughs> he tried to rape, but she cared about him, like, you see her. But but still, he, he did murder a woman that was pregnant with his child that's, in Vietnam. That's him. yeah. And he does some pretty questionable stuff. And, and Dr. Manhattan didn't stop him. He's a real piece of shit. Yeah, he yeah. didn't do anything. Yeah, he just, like, stood Dr. There. Manhattan's a piece of shit. <laughs> Dr. Manhattan's one of the biggest pieces of shit. I, in the and world. that's that's why I like him, is that, like, he's... I love seeing Dr. Manhattan as like a metaphor for God almost where yeah. he's just like there and he's not doing anything. Legitimately this week, um, my buddy Ethan at work, me and him, he was like, Hey, we want to fight. And he was putting people up against Dr. Manhattan. Yeah. I just kind of say Dr. Manhattan's going to win against anybody you have because <laughs> he's purposefully made overpowered. Exactly. Into a God. He is purposely a God. Cause it's yeah. supposed to be like a play on like 
overpower characters like Superman or stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Seven Wars like, well, I'm just gonna make a you know character that's even more powerful than you know yeah. the most powerful ones. It's he's ridiculous. like he's the god, yeah. and that kind of plays into his character of being like it does. He's he completely lost his humanity at this yeah. point. He doesn't even understand anymore. Yeah. You know, yeah. Of course, Ozymandias is really interesting too. So. Ozymandias isn't that bad of a guy, though. Yeah, exactly. Like, like he does the most bad fucked up guy. thing yeah, in the but book, he's doing it for like good reason. But whenever like, you think about it, you're like, was he really like? Whenever I first read the book in high school, man, we're kind of kind of rambling, but uh, <laughs> that's all right. But with Rorschach, you know, wherever you're young, you're like, oh yeah, well, yeah, Rorschach's right, fuck. And then he, he you know, where you don't fully grasp material, it's like, and then he gets killed and blah blah blah. Spoilers for Watchmen, I guess. <laughs> yeah. um, then, you know, after you sit there and you grow a little older and you read it again or you, you know, read a little bit more into it, you're like, oh, fuck, like, Ozymandias was like, you had to sacrifice a few to save, you know, yeah, everybody else, you yeah. know. He's, like, literally saving the world by destroying a part of it. Yeah, right. Yeah. Exactly. And you start seeing his journey and you can see that there's a bunch of things that, you know, uh, that, that were running through his head. You kind of see his motivation. You can see him questioning himself at the end. Yeah. There's that little dialogue that him and dr manhattan have at the very very end where he's kind of like uh uh, where he basically confirms dr manhattan's like stance on everything and dr Manhattan like takes off yeah exactly (laughs) yeah you know it's just like well people are shitty yeah (laughs) it's like what are you gonna do like it takes something like this Uh, to make people come together and so like what are you going to do (laughs) and dr manhattan's like fuck (laughs) i just want them to do everything that Zack snyder didn't do and that's like like make it put the weird shit in there yeah because the weird shit in the book is like the most charming stuff about it. so that big fucking laser shoot at the city oh yeah put the fucking monster in there <laughs> yeah dropped on the city because the whole thing like where, where you know there's a part of the story where they're showing like ozymandias hired all these like comic book artists to like draw up the oh, monster yeah. the design was done by like these different comic book artists that he had hired yeah yeah, yeah. and then it's like almost like a 1950s comic and like yeah. falls and it's like oh it's an alien invasion and stuff like that <laughs> yeah. like that's the charming thing about that original watchman story yeah. you know where you just shoot a laser i mean you have to save on time but still yeah. but i'm really interested in seeing what they're going to do with the hbo show but also there's another piece of news that i'm just gonna throw in there you mentioned game of thrones before uh-huh. first of all now it's getting to the point where I'm kind of like, fuck Game of Thrones after this season, after, after, <laughs> after the next season, you know? I'm like, not, not fuck the show, like, yeah. uh, but fuck everything else you're going to do with it afterwards, because you're oh, like, okay. now six potential spinoff series yeah, are coming up. I it's like, something about that. how about you don't do any, how about you don't do any spinoff series of Game of Thrones? <laughs> the thing is, is that, like, I, I get, like, you know, oversaturation of something where it's yeah. like, fuck, we don't need this much of it, but Game of Thrones is one of those few things where it's like, that is one of the richest and deepest pieces of lore mm. I have ever seen. Sure. They could do so many things with, that don't even touch any of the main characters. Yeah. You could have a five season run of a side spinoff prequel show mm. with no characters in it from the main show. Like yeah, you, could, right. you could do that and it'd be yeah, completely fine. For sure. It's, it's that crazy. Mm-hmm. So like I'm willing, I'm willing to see where they're going to go with it, but like, yeah they're at least at least they're dealing with the problem at least they're like hey we're wrapping up game of thrones walking dead is just like we're still making it it's like fucking a you guys guys gotta do something eventually walking dead's at the point now uh this is the first year in 11 i think 2000 yeah v2 11 to last year so five years um five or six years that uh walking dead isn't at Halloween Horror Nights this year? 
every year they've had a house since 2011. Oh, oh okay. This gotcha. is the first year where there's not a They're walking not there? dead. Nope. Huh. Nope. People were getting annoyed by one yeah. of the houses. Instead of them doing something creative and making like houses, like every day you're shooting yourself in the foot because you can't do one house. It could be something else. You're doing walking dead yeah, house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were all starting to like feel the same. So like yeah. last year the house was like the best moments from all the different houses. So like uh-huh. the best scenes, yeah. you know, of all the seasons. Because each year would be based on the season that had just happened. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and the one last year was pretty good. But this is the first year where they don't have it because people are just tired of Walking Dead at this point. Yeah. yeah now it yeah. seems like they're doing American Horror Story. This is the second year uh, they've done American Horror Story. So. Gotcha. I don't yeah. know. I think everybody's a little worn out of Walking Dead at this point. I mean, everyone's... The zombie craze is kind of dying Everyone... Now, like, know? that's the thing. It's like everyone is fa- getting fatigued from zombie stuff. And me, I'm like, absolutely not. Right. Because I've really been in the zombies since, like, the late... Ni- like, mid to late 90s. Yeah, sure. Like, once I kind of discovered them, I've really been into them. And so... A lot of people over the past 20 years have gotten into it and it's been like a fun roller coaster ride for them to like, hey, there's TV shows and there's movies and there's uh, video games and zombies are in everything. Awesome. And like now it's kind of dying down and people are getting over it. And me, I'm still like, I love zombies. And like, like I just played Dead right, Island right. on my PS4 like three days ago. Yeah. Like I like I like zombies. Yeah, but Jason fun. Voorhees isn't that also. In Dead Island? Yeah, isn't he like a hidden boss and he might be in the game? I, don't know. Yeah. I, don't, I never, I never did like everything in the game. Yeah, so he's, he, he's he's a hidden boss somewhere on the island. I, w- I wouldn't find. be surprised. Yeah, yeah. someone with like a ski mask or whatever. But yeah. I, I really like zombies, so I, I that's why I'm still into the Walking Dead as much as I am. But yeah, they're they need to formulate a game plan and soon because that that was their golden egg for a little bit, and now they're like now it's like they milked it for all it is. Well, I mean, you know the vampire. <laughs> Type crowd, they had their, you know, time that we had the time of, you know, zombies. I'm just waiting yeah. for Frankenstein time. Just want, <laughs> look, Frankenstein's monster's really popular. Or, 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 or Invisible Man. I don't know. I don't know if you'll ever get the Frankenstein one because people might see that as too close to zombies or something. So. Yeah. Well, Which is, a zombie. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. He's he's a monster that came back from the dead. So. Yeah. yeah. Why not? He's a reanimated corpse. There you go. Let's see. Man, we're 30 minutes of news. Let me go ahead and fire some more stuff did you have anything else no oh okay fire some quick stuff off uh riverdale have you watched that uh the the archie show yeah no it's pretty good um i just hear that he's kind of a peggy sue what do you mean like he's you know somebody can just do everything he's just good at everything oh yeah yeah yeah. like when they call like a female character that can do anything yeah isn't that mary sue mary maybe mary sue whatever it is Yeah, yeah yeah no he's he is really good at stuff, but he, he has his own like struggles too. Uh, I've only watched like six or seven episodes of it. It was like surprisingly good, mm-hmm. so I like kept watching it. I haven't finished it though. Uh, so Riverdale is getting the companion series starring Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they're bringing Sabrina the Teenage Witch back okay. as a kind of darker take on that. Of course, like with, like River- like with Riverdale. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll give it a shot because yeah. Riverdale was better than I thought it was going to be. So we'll see. Uh, Evangeline Lilly dons full costume on Ant-Man and the Wasp set. Did you see that picture? Mm-mm. Look at that shit. Okay. Looks good. <laughs> it looks like just about any other type of body armor. She, in I, I think she looks really good in really? it. Really? So, yeah. Um, I'm psyched for that. I'm more she, impressed by that other armor down there. Oh, that Metroid. <laughs> <laughs> Samus. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Today on Kotaku Split Screen, we're digging deep into Metroid and Destiny 2. Hey, Destiny 2. Uh, early <laughs> early reactions of Justice League, calling it quote-unquote epic. 
Yeah, they said the same thing about Batman versus <laughs> Superman. And I thought the same thing, too. Uh, <laughs> You're so, one of the few. So we'll see. The proud. The JT. <laughs> the few, the proud, the JT. Uh, we already talked about a, uh, Paramount defending the shit out of Mother from last week. You put millions of dollars yeah. into it. It's like, be like, oh, we didn't put that out. I mean, you might as well back it. Yeah, exactly. They and could. I mean, like we said at uh, dinner, at, at least it was, you know, some of the was creative yeah something that it's original it tried something something that wasn't like a franchise or a sequel you're always gonna hit home runs with you know creator own stuff you know yeah 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 sometimes you're gonna get mother yeah exactly listen to our last episode (laughs) it it needs to exist regardless of if it's good or not it needs to exist yes uh star wars episode nine script jj abrams screenplay will be the episode's fourth script wow really yeah I Jeez. guess they've written it that many times, and they're trying to trying to iron out all the wrinkles. I guess. I also so. saw that there's a petition out there to get him fired. What? Really? Fans are peti- yes, that's two thousand signatures right now. Wow. They're, <laughs> they're trying to uh, get a different director. Yeah. I don't know why. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. Um. What else did I have? Oh yeah, and Matthew Vaughn. Who this is? Let's segue good into our review. Uh, Matthew Vaughn, director of Kingsman: The Golden Circle. Uh, he responded, I guess, to rumors of him being in talks with doing Man of St- uh, the Man of Steel sequel. Okay, Man of Steel two. Uh, Superman. In an interview, this is from comicbook dot com. In an interview, somewhere with Collider. Okay, so even they're quoting somebody else. Good for you, comicbook dot com. Uh, <laughs> what what Matthew Vaughn says is. Weirdly, if I did do Superman and I made the mistake of telling someone yesterday I was spoken about it and then Wallop, uh, I guess he made a mistake and told someone about it. So that's how the news got out. Uh, Regardless, Vaughn says, I think my main take would be it's really boring, but make a Superman. What? No, (laughs) I think my main take would be it's really boring, but make a Superman film. I just don't feel a proper Superman. I I don't feel a proper Superman. I think... Collider's terrible writing. Yeah, what the fuck is this? Okay, so basically what he's saying is... <laughs> just paraphrase yeah, it. Yeah, I know, just paraphrase it. So, like, what he's basically saying is, is that Superman to him is the beacon of hope and the good guy and, like, all this kind of stuff. So... So everything that Zack Snyder's... Yeah, isn't. he'd, like, write it exact opposite of, like, yeah. how Zack Snyder did it, which mm-hmm. I'm fine with. Uh, I also like different takes on people, or on characters. That's why I like Zack Snyder's take on Superman and Batman, because I like seeing something different. I like seeing Superman is that good guy and that beacon of hope. And I mean, that's why I like him and Frank Miller's Dark Knight like so much is that he's the beacon of hope and he's the good guy. But to such an extreme where he becomes a puppet of the president and so much so that like he acts like he has to fight Batman, who's like standing for, you know, other ideals mm-hmm. <laughs> that are what superheroes usually stand for vigilantism <laughs> yeah. i just fight for the right to be a vigilante pretty so much you can't do that <laughs> and superman just becomes this puppet of that i mean even uh you read you read uh what is it red sun mm-hmm. by matthew vaughn mm-hmm. where he's superman instead of landing mark in millar yeah no, you matthew said matthew vaughn. Vaughn. yeah mark you just millar. adapted so much of mark exactly. millar's stuff yeah, exactly. already <laughs> uh it might as well be the same person yeah he's uh so red sun with superman instead of him landing in you know midwest america or whatever raised by farmers he lands in soviet era russia mm-hmm. and he gets raised by the government mm-hmm. and like has this completely different take on it and it's awesome so mm-hmm. I, I like that i like different takes and so i like Zack snyder's take on what and david s goyer's take on what 
Superman would be in a different era with a different situation. But I also would really like to see Matthew Vaughn step in and make him after he comes back from the dead in Justice League, I guess, <laughs> make him more of the Superman that people tend to know and like and turn it into awesome fight scenes and action scenes with a fun guy. Right. Uh, yeah. A mushroom. A mushroom. He's a fun guy. <laughs> hey. Hey. Nailed it. All right. <laughs> and that's it. Uh, so now we're on to our review. I've got to like, I've got to go wipe my no- nose or something. I got like a stuffy nose or whatever. Um, I don't feel like editing this out, so we'll keep it going. Talk. All right. I'm going to talk. We're going to review Kingsman 2. Yeah. How did you like it? Um, I think Kingsman 2 is, there's, a paper, paper there's some paper towels around the counter right next to the stove. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, uh, I think it was, I don't know. I thought it was okay. Um, How do you like the first one? I love the first one. Yeah. I think the first one's really, really fun. It is. This one That's is one of my favorite fight scenes ever. Uh the church scene? Yeah. Yeah. This um this movie is kind of prove to to me, it's kind of Don't worry, I'm gonna edit that part out. Okay. We're gonna, we're gonna, <laughs> <laughs> that's where we are editing. Um, <laughs> or maybe I won't. Shit's hilarious. Right. <laughs> Just keep Go it. Ahead. That was JT blowing his nose. Jesus Christ. All right. And saying Jesus Christ afterwards. Um, yeah, I, I think the movie is... Just because things are bigger doesn't necessarily mean they're better. Yeah, it feels like they were trying to definitely swing for the fences and like make more in this movie. Make it more ridiculous, make it more quirky. Yeah, which some parts work for me and some parts don't, but... I loved it. Yeah, I, I thought it was okay. <laughs> yeah, it's uh like I was saying earlier. It's one of those. It feels like one of those things is like the first one. How we've said is so self aware of what it is. It's mm-hmm. like this is a spy movie, and this is like the average spy tropes and the average spy cliches. So we're gonna like put them in here, but it's like really on the nose, and we're like doing it ironically almost, and like, hey, do you get it? Like this is what we're doing. And that's what the first movie was. And so the second movie, it felt like they were doing that about the movie itself. Like making, like this is a sequel. Mm -hmm. And so sequels are usually like maybe not as good, but also you try to do more stuff and you try to make things bigger and people die a lot and like all this other stuff. And it felt like that's kind of what they were doing too. But uh, like, so I I definitely agree this movie isn't as good as the first one. Yeah. But it's definitely got its uh, moments. Yeah, Yeah. Would you... What are we doing? Non-spoilers and spoilers? Yeah. Okay. My head's like really cloudy now because I blew my, blew my nose. <laughs> you too much hot sauce, man. I guess so. It wasn't even that hot. It's like the super mild sauce. It's like the one where like the guy like isn't even crying. He's, yeah, like, he's just sad. there. There's a picture of a normal guy. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, that one. <laughs> You're like, yeah, I don't want to fuck my gout up. <laughs> I think spicy foods is actually good for gout. I can't remember. <laughs> Maybe it is. I don't think spicy food's good for any part of your body. Yeah, none. Uh, Even my face. Nobody fact check that. Just, just go with it. Yeah, <laughs> just, just we, everything we Agreed. say on the show. Everything we say on the show is right. No. Uh, so was it the same? Because it's Matthew Vaughn that comes back from the first movie to direct this. Yes. And that's what I was surprised with is that this movie has a lot of people. Not, not a lot of people. It has. It relies very much on the first movie. Like yeah, I told sure. you what I was thinking originally, which was. 
I went into this movie thinking it was going to be just a second movie, just a sequel, different stuff going on, like mm-hmm. crazy whatever. Don't have to watch the first one. And they rely so much on the first one for like the backstory where like he's with uh, the girl he rescues at the end of the first movie, Princess Tilda of like Sweden yeah, or whatever. Swedish prince. Yeah, she, they're together in this mm-hmm. movie. They're dating. Mm-hmm. And he still has the same pug dog, JB. He yeah. still has him. And he's living in Harry's house like the original Galahad, Colin Firth. or Colin Firth? Yeah, from the first movie. Mm-hmm. He's living in his, like, old house because he died in the first movie. Yeah. And just, like, all this stuff. Like, it's it Roxy, like, the other, the only other person that made it through the training courts with him yeah. to become a Kingsman. Or actually, he didn't even make it all the way through because he wouldn't shoot his dog. That's yeah, right. right. Like, he failed. Like She did. Yeah. And then everyone in Kingsman gets killed, so he has to step up and become a Kingsman. So she's the one that actually passed the thing. And then she dies. Yeah. But, uh, oh, shit. Spoiler <laughs> You've seen the preview. Yeah. It's like... <laughs> you see that... Let's get this out of the way. There's... We all know for the previews that the the headquarters gets blown up, but you know that Conforth is back. Yeah. Yeah. Which we'll is go like... more deeper into that. In, yeah. In spoilers, but That's like back. two of the main, like... Yeah. This movie... I only saw two trailers for this movie, and they gave away so much stuff in those trailers yes. that they shouldn't have. Because it's a big movie. <laughs> yeah, it's a big, big movie. It's two and, a, give away. two and a half hours of a movie. And it felt pretty long. They could have taken a some de- a decent amount of stuff they it could have made too long they could have made it this like an, too long. they could have made this like an hour and a half and oh. it's like two and a half hours i'm trying to think of how long the first one was i think the first one's right at two hours probably so this one 30 minutes less yeah uh, it was no it was it was nine minutes over nine minutes over two hours Oh, two hour oh, okay. nine minutes. This I thought you were was... saying two hour and thirty nine minutes. No, I was like, wait, no, no, what? No, no, this no. is longer than this one. That was one twenty nine. This is one forty one. Oh, okay. So it's not too much shorter, but still, it it just it, feels like it. It's just the it's first more, one's just tighter. Yeah, it's tighter. It's more concise, and so like it feels like it has a better rhythm. Of, yeah, like, it where does. it's going. Because it this movie, after the first like fifteen ish minutes or so, it feels like it slows down. Well, not even that. After the first five minutes, it feels like it slows down for a second. Because it starts a big action scene. Yeah, which, you know, you, you got to do. Especially yeah. with, like, a sequel to a spy movie or something. Like, you've got to start with something going on. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's every movie, but still, especially with a spy movie. But, like, after the first, like, five or ten minutes, it slows down for a second. And then it picks up again real quick because something happens. And then it slows down again for another, like, 20 or 30 minutes. And you're just like, what is, like these characters aren't likable enough to make me yeah, sit through this on, the yeah. whole time. Like, yeah. like they're good. And I feel for some of these characters, sure. but I don't want to spend this much time with them. Like yeah. we know how cool they are. Let's jump and get going. Like, yeah, let's, let's, go. let's have some fun. And it didn't, it did that a couple of times where it would, like pause and kind of, there's one part that I did really like that we'll get into more in spoilers. Uh, one specific a- aspect of the movie that I did really enjoy that they took longer dealing with. And so I liked that a lot more. That was one of the main things I was scared of going into, especially knowing the bit of it I did, but I'm glad they took their time with it and established it more and made it more conflict central instead of it just being like, Hey, it's automatically fixed and everything's okay. Let's go. Like, sure. so it wasn't that. And that was good. But, uh, yeah. What else? Non-spoiler. Can we say, um, would you recommend people go see it? See it in theaters, wait until it comes out on Blu-ray, buy it on Blu-ray, rent it on Blu-ray, like what? Just rent it. Just rent it? Really? <laughs> I'll tell you, this movie is... I'm not going to buy it. <laughs> I'm, totally, I'm totally mad about this movie. I mean... You're you're mad about this movie. No, meh. 
Oh, oh, I thought you were, like, uh, no. actively mad. No, 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 no. I was no, like, no, what? No. It's not a bad film. It's just I'm very meh. But I'm just... Yeah. It's... Like, yeah. I, I just... I wasn't... The, the first one, I was like, man, like... Because I, I thought the first one was going to suck. Oh, okay. See the previews? Me and Blaze made fun of it in theaters when we first saw the previews. Really? We were like, hey, kid, you're really good at parkour. <laughs> How would you like to be a secret agent? Fight evil. See, I, I looked at it because I knew it was based on a Matthew Vaughn, or it was based on a Mark Millar comic. <laughs> exactly. It was based on a Mark Millar comic. Comic. It was uh, directed by Matthew Vaughn. Mm. So I knew from then on, I was like, oh, like kick-ass. So I was like in it, even from the trailer, I was like, this is going to be amazing. Like, let's do this. This is going to be awesome. And then I went into the movie, and it was actually up until, like, throughout the whole movie, I was like, oh, this is good. This isn't, like, amazing, but it's good. And then the fight, church fight scene happens, and I'm like, this is incredible. Uh-huh. This just became, like, one of my favorite movies of the year. Uh-huh. And uh, so, like, unfortunately, there isn't a moment in this movie they where, try the, where that kind of happens. So they try a couple different times. They play music during fight scenes. The very they, first scene is a big action scene to... Uh, uh prince uh let's go crazy oh okay yeah 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 yeah. Uh, which is like trying to establish the tone of the movie which is like hey it's gonna be over the top and we know it and like let's have fun it feels like they are trying too hard in most of the movie to recapture that spirit yeah of the of the the first movie which unfortunately doesn't because even though i love this movie i know it doesn't happen Mm -hmm. like it doesn't there's not a moment in this movie that's as amazing as the like whatever in the first movie like the church fight scene or whatever i still thought it was wrong i think it's just appropriate that the movie deals with drugs because it feels like this movie's just trying to chase the dragon the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> you got to chase the dragon. You never catch it. Yeah. You got to chase it. It's just chasing the dragon of what the first movie's <laughs> legacy was, you know? Yeah. Or not legacy. I mean, it's been a long time. Legacy. But, the, you know, the, the, the acclaim that the first one got, you know, yeah. well-reviewed. Yeah, definitely. It, it uh, still holds a high percentage. I'm not quite sure what on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. And this yeah. one already has like a 53% Rotten yeah. Tomatoes. Yeah. Um, and the trailers, everything like look like promise that it's gonna be be big and fun and uh-huh. exciting. Yeah. And to me, I just wasn't engaged in any of the action scenes. Like, yeah, and that, I feel like half of that, especially for me, is because a lot of the action scenes feel too fake. It, it feels too much like a, it's just like the lightsaber battles in the prequel films. Yeah, 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 yeah. where it's too video gamey. Yeah, it's too, it's too clean. It doesn't feel like it has any exactly like, emotion. That, yeah, the beginning car fight scene is a prime example of that. Yeah. This movie because like you're watching it for a second and it's cutting back and forth and you're like, oh, this is cool. This would be a fun little car fight scene. And then it gets into it and you're like, oh man, this it's is like fucking Looney Tunes. All in front of a green screen. What's going on here? Well, yeah, there's a, there's like that one shot. Like there's one part where uh, Eggsy. Yeah. Um. Ends up on top of a up top of the car they're fighting yeah. in. That it, and when he jumps over it. He, he, well, there's that part, but there's that part where he actually he's like on top of it, laying down on top oh, okay. of it. And then I turned to you and I was like, "Man, that looks really bad." Because <laughs> yeah. he didn't look like a person. Yeah. But there's no. I'm gonna be disengaged because I. If the guys already act like a fucking superhero in the uh-huh. film, where That's he gets what he thrown is, from a yeah. car and pulls the door off, he's like and then he's surfing on yeah. the fucking door, and then he like slings back into the car yeah, and then yeah. they're fighting and stuff and 
there's no stakes for me at that point. Yeah. It's just like he's it's 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 like watching Looney Tunes. Like, yeah. oh, you're gonna get hit, you know, by an anvil, uh-huh. but you'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> so why do I care? I can like, I can understand that, and that definitely happened with me in the car fight scene where I was yeah. just like, what the fuck is going on? It happened with you know, the and last scene also. See, it didn't happen. Fight, it didn't happen scene. with me on that because after the car fight scene, when one of the biggest parts of the movies happened, where a lot of shit gets destroyed mm-hmm. and some people die. Mm-hmm. I was legitimately worried about some of the characters then. I was like, oh, fuck, they just killed off this person? And, like, oh, shit, like, what else is going to happen? Like, who else is, like, no one's safe? Like, someone else can die. And so even though a lot of these fight scenes are, like, really over the top and really fantastical and really fake, <laughs> there's... I, I was still worried... I found myself worried about the characters enough to uh, right. to keep me engaged in the movie. Sure. So, but... That was only through the fear for their well-being instead of, like, me actually liking them. Because <laughs> I don't, like, re- even in the first movie, like, I don't really care about any any of them that much. Except for Colin Firth. Yeah, except for him. Like, he's pretty cool. But uh, even then, he's kind of got that cold, like, uh, the cold instructor-teacher kind of oh, thing. Oh, really? Where, See, yeah. I thought he was pretty warm, like, I, I his relationship. And stuff. I didn't think that at all. I yeah. thought he was very... Uh, distant, but I saw it as him like keeping that, like that's how he wanted it. Like I felt like he could be, because you know you see him with his dog, like he's like Mr. Pickles, like I had him stuffed after he fucking died of pancreatitis or whatever. And yeah. so like you know that he's able to feel something. Mm. It's just when he's professional, he's professional. And so like I, I was able to distinguish that's what he was doing. But with Eggsy, he was very much like not showing emotion and not really? being like. I didn't feel that. Yeah. So I like it, it was in this movie, I got the same thing from everyone. Like if wow. anything, if anything, I thought uh, I've always thought Eggsy and Merlin's uh, relationship, relationship was were a lot was a lot better than Eggsy and Harry's. Which I think I just felt like, like okay. there's more stakes in the first one rather than this one. Like this one, yeah. Like Kingsman gets blown up. Yeah. What's her face at the beginning gets blown up, uh-huh. you know, during it and stuff. But it wasn't like enough, like, for me to be like, okay, like, I'm, I'm really, not, yeah, I didn't fear for anybody. See that, but, like, the first one happens where they go through the training, you think people are dying. They go through where they're training while they're going through the training, you think people are dying. Like, the girl, <laughs> like, like, you think that she drowns or whatever. Yeah. So, you're like, okay, and you're still getting used to this world, yeah. But there's that scene in the first one where Harry gets shot, and you're like, Oh fuck! Like that, yeah, that moment. That I'm part, like, I'm like, okay, and like during the last fight scene of the first movie, I'm yeah. like, Merlin's gonna get shot up. Yeah, like I was worried about him, even though he's on the plane. I'm like they're gonna corner him and they're gonna kill him. And yeah, I, I felt there were stakes. This one is like a fucking video game. The last <laughs> fight, so it's just fucking Eggsy and Harry just shooting up a place, and I'm like, okay, they're they're fine. See, I don't care. See, like, this is, that's the exact opposite for me because in in the first one. I didn't think, like, I thought the training thing, even mm-hmm. when the girl died in the training, I thought that was, like, I kind of saw that coming as yeah. fake, mm-hmm. where I was just, like, w- with the part where they're doing the skydiving, and it's like, one of you doesn't have a parachute. <laughs> I'm like, no, no, they all have fucking parachutes. Yeah, right. it's like, I saw, like, it was all training, so I was like, whatever. And then they do the train thing, and I'm like, yeah, like, they're going to untie them for the track or something, or get them out of the way of the train and yeah. quick enough. Like, no one's going to die. Like, that's how I felt the whole time. And then when they kill Harry, I was like, oh fuck finally someone did die like oh shit all right and so when i saw that i thought harry was going to be the only death and so after mm-hmm. that i was like they're not going to kill eggsy they're not going to kill merlin they're not going to kill roxy harry was the death yeah right. and so that's what everything's going to be centered around mm-hmm. now 
So in that movie, that's why I felt like there wasn't any stakes. It's because the stakes were established in one character. Mm -hmm. And so they were gone. And so there were stakes. I'm not saying there wasn't. It's just when that happened, it came out of nowhere. So it was good. It was awesome. It was one of my favorite parts of the movie. But then after it was done, I was like, everyone else is fine. Here Mm -hmm. we, here we go. And so I was like, all right, whatever. In this movie, I was kind of like, they destroyed their enterprise. They took like everything away from them. They killed like his dog, <laughs> his dog and one of his best friends and like his fucking like coworker, like all this kind of stuff. Like all the other can't like, there's so much death in it where I'm just like, who the fuck else is going to die? And then we find out later, like someone else. Like, I think what happens on that scale though, I just don't care. Yeah. Like you killed, you took everything away from your care, but it's like, what are they going to do? Kill him and Harry. It's yeah. like, oh, we we took all this time in the film to bring Harry back. He's not going to die. Eggsy's <laughs> not going to die. Yeah. There is one death in the film, which we'll get to in spoilers. Yeah. And I've, even though I like the character a lot, I'm yeah. just like, whatever. I, I, at that I, point. Lo- I love that. Because I was disengaged yeah. completely by that point where I'm just like, okay, like at that point, like. I was really like, let's wrap this shit up. Like, let's, no, yeah, let's it was go. going on like long, and I was yeah. ready. To, I was ready to be done with it too. Yeah, but I enjoyed that scene where that character died because I really liked that character. Yeah, yeah, sure. But uh, yeah, um, yeah, it's I don't know. It's just it's big. It's noisy. It tries to capture that same thing. Whenever I think the thing that worked with Kingsman One was that the action and the craziness was slightly unexpected and was more grounded. Yeah. For as ridiculous as it was. And I think that's ha- partly through the action scenes and the way they film them. Yeah, right. Because maybe, I don't know, I'm, I'm assuming they probably had a lower budget in the first movie. Yeah, for sure. And so because of that, the budget went elsewhere. And so they did more practical things in the fight scenes. Whereas in this one, it was a sequel. The first movie established how much people liked it. They got more of a budget and they used that budget on special effects. And that, in turn, kind of hurt the movie. Yeah, for sure. Because a lot of it looked fake. <laughs> yeah, especially the CG blood. Yeah. I, I hated really, the blood effects in this movie. I didn't really notice it. I didn't see too much. That's the thing. I didn't see too much blood. That's the thing. It's in the first movie, you've got it splashing everywhere in the church yeah. fight scene. And yeah. this one, it's like... It's an R-rated I film. I didn't notice much. And it feels like this, like I mentioned to you earlier, that uh, this film is an R-rated film. It feels like they want to be edgy and like weird and like quirky and like yeah. crazy. It's like, look at this crazy shit we do or whatever. But at times they get afraid to pull the trigger sometimes. Yeah. Like there's a part where a person gets his neck broke, like, like broken, uh, like his head twisted, uh-huh. but, uh, they don't show it. Yeah. I don't know. Like his hand and they that. pan up and you hear the snap and it goes back to where he's lying on there. It's like, why didn't you show it? Yeah. Yeah. I don't you get know? why they didn't show that one. Or people are getting shot and there's like no blood or anything like that. So it's like, oh man, look how ridiculous it is. Look like yeah. I'm Matthew Vaughn. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. But he does. It's, it's it's strange. Like, like the other film was a lot like Kickass, where it's just like we're yeah. gonna throw everything, you know, to the, you know, we're just gonna throw yeah. everything out yeah. there. It's gonna be violent. We don't care how you feel about. It. We have this little girl like cursing like crazy, and yeah, there's blood, yeah. there's guts, and crazy shits happening. And the first one, first Kingsman, had that kind of feel to it also. And this one, it feels like it's pulling its punches at times it's like don't pull your punches it it kind of does but in the same in the same vein of that like the first movie the first movie doesn't feel like it's pulling its punches but getting back to like the fake looking thing the first movie has a lot of that too because it's like like the whole part like i hate the ending of kingsman one where like 
they blow up everyone's heads and it's like playing like fourth of july music with like fireworks going yeah. off i'm like this is the first one suffers not only from but that's weird and quirky which i feel like not, nothing on this film really like hit that point where it's like okay it, i see what we're doing it, like, i yeah it didn't i don't think it maybe did in the same feel of it yeah. but it did in the same like appearance of it i mm-hmm. guess and so that's that's what i'm getting at is that like it was really computery and I thought really shitty. Mm-hmm. Like I hate that part of the movie. It's one of my least favorite parts. And so like it still had that like the first movie still has that kind of like there is computery stuff in this, mm-hmm. but there's not as much. And it also has that problem with like I've said earlier with tone where like a lot of the comedic timing doesn't hit very well. And that's in the first movie and the second movie. Like mm-hmm. they're just like beats where like jokes don't really hit yeah right and you've got something like a smart smart ass remark or like uh someone says a line but in the first movie it's more like with those lines with some of them not with all of them but with some of them they're there because they know it's a spy movie mm-hmm. and so someone's got to have that line sure and so like that's why it's there it's because like hey it's a spy movie the spy just killed a bad guy have him say something smart now, I think he does, like, at the end of the first movie, he's like, it's not that kind of movie, bruv, or whatever. Yeah. And then, like, it's done, and you're like, ah, I got it. Yeah. But, like, in the second movie, they... But that reflects what Samuel Jackson said earlier when he shot Harry. Where he's like, oh, I'm supposed to have a giant no, monologue no, 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 yeah, and just yeah, yeah. And he doesn't. Face. He just shoots yeah. him in the head, yeah. which was... And I then love. throws up. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like, shoots him, and then, like, I can't take this. Get this gun away from me. And, yeah. like, gives uh, the girl his gun and, like, throws up and shit. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh... Yeah. They, they both, like, it's weird. Like, the first movie is definitely better, and I, I feel like the main reason that is is because the first movie, I feel like both of these movies suffer from the same thing, which is a lack of focus and tone, and also from weird comedic timing and computery special effects in their fight, fight action sequences. It's just the first movie has less of all that, mm-hmm. and so that's why I like it more. Right. It's because the first movie suffers from the same problems. It's just shorter and so it has less of it (laughs) and the second movie has the same problem it's like they didn't really learn everything they should have but like it's longer and so we have to see more of it (laughs) right i I feel like that's the main problem but it doesn't make me it didn't i guess it just didn't keep me since i noticed that myself at least about them uh i guess it didn't make me like it any no it made me like it less because it's not as good. It's mainly because of the church fight scene. There's nothing in this movie that doesn't grab me as much as that yeah. amazing. That's that fight scene is in one like my top three favorite fight scenes yeah. of all time. It's I love it. And that's so there's a, nothing in one. this movie that does that for me. Right. Uh, spoilers or yeah, we'll just go spoilers. With okay. That being said, um, yeah, well, with the church scene, the church we do the last fight in this film is <clears> a <throat> continuous shot to a country version of oh what song is it fuck i forgot what song is but they yeah, tried to do a country version i couldn't tell what song it was yeah oh you couldn't yeah it's, yeah. it's a super popular I didn't, I didn't party know type song oh, okay. um uh shit i forgot what it was uh but anyways it's harry and Exy fighting pedro pascal's character who turns out to be a yeah, traitor a- agent whiskey yeah. yeah whiskey and uh who's a statesman and yeah. so and they're fighting in this diner and it's like a continuous like yeah. shot. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's all it's all a long take. But what they do is they they zoom in a couple of times. They they do that trick where it's like, hey, 
we're going to act like someone got bumped into the camera so we can cut here. And then when it comes back out, they do the same thing in Preacher. Yeah. And they did it in Kingsman 1, but not the same way because they did long takes. But they interrupted the long takes by – because the thing about that was is that Harry was being mind controlled. Mm -hmm. And so he's in that fight fight with everyone else. The only thing is he's a fighter. He's trained in this. He's kicking everyone's ass. Mm -hmm. But he's being mind washed, just brainwashed, just like everyone else. And Eggsy is witnessing through it through Harry's glasses. Yeah, right. And so they cut away to show, uh, or not Harry, Egg, yeah, Eggsy. Eggsy's Eggsy's, reactions. Yeah, they cut mm-hmm. away to show Eggsy's reactions. And so that's how they did the cuts in the first movie. And in this movie, they do the cuts because like, oh, we're really close in on it, and boom, someone bumped the camera, so cut there, and then start up again, and they're still fighting. And like that's. Yeah, it's just like a trick. It just keeps on going. It yeah. just it, it, it just kind of hammers in that more isn't always better. Yeah. Like, it's like, look, you thought that church scene was great. Now think about <laughs> Harry and Eggsy, yeah. two people fighting a guy, and it's just crazy and all this shit's yeah, happening. They're all there's, trained, and, they yeah, all, and there's good parts They're, in the they're throwing scene, knives, yeah. and there's a meat grinder, and there's yeah. all kinds of crazy shit happening. Look how crazy it is and over yeah. the top. And it's just like, yeah, but does it feel like it has a heart put into it? Either yeah. it feels like you're just going throwing the shit at the wall and just be like, look how crazy and ridiculous yeah. this is, but it doesn't feel like it has the integrity yeah. of a bunch of scenes in the first film. And it's unfortunate yeah. because they're like they're trying to get creative with the fights, and some of it is creative, and like you can tell they're getting right in there when it gets into the parts where they're fighting like hand to hand, and someone's dodging something, and someone's like going around and wrapping their arm around and flipping over and doing all this stuff. Like those are when the fight scenes are the best when they're sitting there with like one of their gadgets or one of their toys or some item in the room or something, when they're doing all of that, like that's when the fight <coughs> scenes are not that good. Mm-hmm. Cause like agent whiskey has that, uh, that whip, lasso, that, like yeah, the yeah, lasso yeah. that he'll like do something with. And like, so he he can turn it electric and like fuck people up. It's like a laser thing and mm-hmm. whatever. And that's when the fight scenes like wouldn't be that good. Where he was like flipping, like where he like there was a couple of good parts where he like grab stuff with it and throw it at people, and it was pretty creative. But then they'd like throw other stuff into it, like oh here's like the watch that like lights up or something, and here's like you know this thing that does, like just one of their gadgets, and it's like they're trying to throw in all these gadgets, and it's like why you guys aren't making toys out of any of this so you're not making money like Mm -hmm. you're not gonna go sell action figures like this is just make it a good fight scene that's all you gotta do and they i don't know maybe because they had more money or something a bunch of it just reminds you of like uh blade 2 oh okay i didn't see any of the blade movies oh no there's a for some reason and some of the fight sequences they make both of them completely cg okay like blade's fighting this one vampire chick near the beginning yeah and they just CGI both of them the whole fight. What? And you can tell they're CGI. Like, this one isn't <laughs> as bad as that. Yeah. But you can clearly tell they're CGI. It's huh. like uh, Matrix 2. Oh. Whenever Neo turns yeah, into fight. a goddamn computer character at one point. Oh, yeah, yeah, Where he's fighting all the Agent Smiths. Yeah, he's fighting Agent Smiths. He turns into a really noticeable yeah, yeah, CG yeah, yeah. character. It's like a PS2, like, something. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. But, like, that, like... Uh, that is actually in my top three favorite fight scenes really? of all time. Yeah, I hate that but scene. the only reason uh, don't like I like that fight scene because like there's awesome choreography in it. It's just the only reason I excuse the computery stuff of it is because for the era that it was in with the stuff that they were trying, mm-hmm. they 
tried to like slow stuff down. It was like basically the way they did. It's like I excuse it for the time period that it was in. Right. Sure. That's the same reason why I go back to Terminator One and I see Arnold Schwarzenegger changing his like taking his eyeball out. It's completely fake. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but you're like, it doesn't look good. Yeah, but you excuse it because yeah. you know when it is and mm-hmm. you know what it's about, and it's just that same kind of thing. So, but like that's the thing is that like we've already reached that point where technology is really good, graphics are really good, computers are really good, and you know what? So are actors, and so we're going back to actors doing their own things now. That's what we're doing. A lot of people want to see puppetry and realism versus computer generation mm-hmm. and computers and all, like graphics and all that stuff. So like we're to the point where we're going back to normal stuff. So you don't really have a reason to keep going and doing computery stuff, which is something that Matthew Vaughn should know. Yeah, right. And like for some reason he doesn't do it in this movie. He doesn't know that. Mm-hmm. He just keeps throwing computer stuff. I I'd be interested to see of like how much of it like Matthew Vaughn was actually in charge of for like directing sure. or how much was other people just being like, "No, put this in." <laughs> and let's me. make it computery or whatever like yeah i'd be interested to see how much he's how much he had to say with that um so what's going on in this movie like um eggsy is eggsy is on he's a kingsman now he's a kingsman he's galahad he's galahad take over harry's position yeah um after harry's death um there's a new drug cartel called the golden circle Uh that's going around uh Julianne Moore. Julianne Moore's the head of it. Yeah, she's like this real peppy kind of white woman. (laughs) Yeah, she's Um, like, she has this thing called like Poppy Land or something. Yeah. It's in like South America and she's got like stuff from like the 50s there. Like she really likes like 50s aesthetic stuff. Diner and a uh, uh, beauty shop and stuff. And she's super. I liked some of her stuff. It's just that. It was weird and yeah, different. It, yeah. There, it wasn't, I don't know, it wasn't different enough or something, maybe. I don't know, because I, I like some of it. a couple robot dogs. Yeah, she had some robot dogs that were just stupid as hell. <laughs> and, and she yeah. kidnapped Elton John. He's there. <laughs> Elton, Elton John's, John's there a character in this movie. For way longer than he needs to be. <laughs> it just it's, it took like one or two jokes, but all right, cool. Yeah, yeah. But he's, he's, just but he's still the there, like, yeah. Stop. Yeah, he's, he's in this movie for a total of like 15 minutes or some shit. Yeah. But he's there doing a thing. Uh, so basically, she launches an attack on the Kingsmen to... Why did she specifically target the Kingsmen? She targeted them, but not the Statesmen. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> she like targets the Kingsmen to take them out for some reason. And then she like, but then she like, she starts like putting stuff in her drugs. Cause the thing is she's a drug Lord. And so she's got a lot, like she owns, you know, poppies and stuff like opium and all that shit. And so she's able to somehow put stuff in other drugs though, too, like cannabis and whatever. Heroin. Yeah, and she puts this like she puts this thing Correct. in it that like makes Coke. people sick, and then people get sick, and she's like, "Hey, I've got the antidote, and I'm gonna hold the whole world hostage." And so like she takes out the Kingsmen, she gets rid of them. Oh, oh, that's why. Okay, that's why she took out the Kingsmen because the guy from the first movie was there, and he had the robotic arm, and he left the arm in the car, and the car hacked it and got all the Kingsmen stuff. Yeah. So she was able to take them all out. She didn't know that about the statesmen. Yeah. So she knew that about the Kingsmen. So she. But why? She, why? Why did she? But right at the beginning, she already targeted them. I think she was targeting them because she knew she had 
like she's, she had the guy. Yeah. The guy was working for her. Yeah. So she that was the only thing she knew. She didn't know anyone in the Statesman. Yeah. So she I, I think she was just taking what she could get. She's like, oh, I've got this guy who worked for the Kingsman originally. All right. Well, I'll just take him up on his offer. And at least if I take care of the Kingsman, I won't have to deal with the Kingsman and the Statesman when I execute my plan. So I guess that makes sense. The Statesmen so are way bigger than. They are, but like she, <laughs> the there's Kingsman. nothing she can do about it, yeah, right. like because she doesn't know anything about them. So instead of dealing with both of them, if you can take out one, I guess you'll do what you have to do, and at least just take out one, so you don't have to deal with both of them at the same time. But uh, Exy and Merlin, Merlin live. The Kingsmen get attacked, uh, get completely destroyed, and then while Exy and Merlin are like trying to figure out their stuff, they find out about the Statesmen, they go over to the US mm-hmm. and then they help the Statesmen find out. They end up finding out that Harry, the original Galahad is still alive after being shot in the head from the first movie by Samuel L. Jackson. Cause immediately after the Statesmen show up, Holly Berry and Channing Tatum show up immediately after he gets shot. Yeah. After Samuel L. Jackson leaves. Wait, why did they go there? Because they saw something? Because she, Halle Berry is their Merlin. Yeah. So she's like their tech person. Yeah. And she noticed this like intense, uh, like overdrive of like wa- like certain waves yeah, going on out there. Like that, yeah. And she's like, we've got something peeking. And it's right there in Kentucky, like right in their backyard. Cause mm-hmm. that's where the Statesmen are located. Mm-hmm. And she's like, we've got something going on here. So we need to go check this out. And so then they go and they find the guy that, uh, Harry, and yeah. then they find the whole church they and everything. They put this bandage on his head that apparently through nanotechnology can heal up a gunshot wound to the head. Yeah, but it's got the brain. Yeah, but it's it's got side effects. Yeah, and stuff it gives and, you amnesia until yeah. you have something traumatic or something that brings your memories back happen yeah. to you. And that's so I want to touch on that though because um, that's what I really liked about this movie, which was the thing that I was super hesitant about when I saw the previews. Because in the previews, they show you that Harry's alive, yep. and which is something they absolutely should not have given away. Yeah. But they do it anyways, and so you know he's there, and so you're like, okay, A, fuck, now I know he's alive, so that's not going to be, like, I won't find it out in the movie. And B, it kind of cheapens his death in the first movie, because, like, he died, so you thought he was dead, but now they're just bringing him back to life, so you're like... It, like it, it felt like I thought it was going to cheapen it, and thankfully, I don't really think it did because of the way they go into it and the way they go about it, it's not like they just find out that he's there and he's like, and he's like, "Hey guys, I'm good to go. Let's get to work." Like he's not as good as he used to be. Like he sat there, he forgot he was a Kingsman. He doesn't remember anything. He's got like amnesia going on and stuff. He like can't like operate as good and then like when it does happen like they spend time they slow the movie down which is what i appreciated about with this they slow it down and they focus on him and they make it a conflict where they have to like get him better right so i really liked that and then when they finally do have the breakthrough with him where he starts remembering everything he's still like kind of out of it he's like seeing but he's literally seeing like butterflies everywhere yeah, and like yeah he can't like his aim isn't as good because he only has one eye now mm-hmm. and like all this stuff and at one point he shoots when they're all on a mission together he shoots agent whiskey uh-huh. and Exy is like what the fuck are you doing he was on our side and he's like no like agent like no uh he was not with us he was a double agent or something like, yeah no. right. and then they do the same thing that they did with harry 
they put the bandage around his head. They try to save him because he's got a headshot wound. And then they save him, they bring him back, and then he comes back and he's okay. And it turns out that he was a double agent. Yeah. <laughs> and that, like, but he wasn't working for the Golden Circle. Yeah, yeah. He's he wasn't working a, for himself. Yeah, he wasn't a double agent. Yeah, yeah, I guess he was just someone who saw, like, he was taking advantage. It was kind of like the president in this movie where they saw the dilemma of the bad guy going on and they were like, yeah, I'm not going to give in to that, but I'm also like, I don't disagree with it. So, because yeah, if we kill all the druggies, then we don't have to worry about drug problems. Yeah, because she was holding everyone uh, responsible. Poppy was holding everyone responsible for, uh, or everyone ransom for, like, hey, they did drugs, so I spiked some of the drugs, and now they're sick, and they're going to die if you don't do anything. And the president's like, oh no. And then they turn off the presses and he's like fuck that let the drug users die yeah, right. and that was like the same thing that agent whiskey was saying where he's like yeah no fuck that let them die yeah, my like daughter my, and unborn child got yeah or my daughter my, my wife my wife and yeah. unborn child got killed yeah because of like two crackheads they or were something. shooting shooting at each like, other and yeah, she got yeah, caught yeah. the crossfire yeah and he's like fuck that shit like yeah. let, them, let them die mm-hmm. and so like i, I like that i don't think this villain of this movie is the strongest i don't think the plan is the strongest but still, like all of that. I guess I'll say on Jax was a more enjoyable villain in the first one. Yeah, like, I, I, was, I like I the idea okay. of them trying to do something different with Julianne Moore, make her like yeah, yeah, really peppy, suburban, yeah. you know, white suburban which, lady, which she's know? gonna be in a suburbicon too. Yeah, she's suburbicon. Yeah. yeah, she's gonna be uh, in that. Julianne Moore is like my favorite fucking yeah, actress. She's pretty great. Mm-hmm. So uh, it was cool. It was cool seeing her do something like that, but. Yeah, like, so they do the thing with Agent Whiskey, and, like, so it turns out that Galahad was right, but, or Harry was right, but, like, they thought he was just fucking up because of his head wound. Mm-hmm. And so, like, it's it's an ongoing thing. They don't fix it immediately, and no. I really it appreciate that. It goes for a while. That. Yeah, it like, even, a while. even whenever he does get his mind back, or his memories back, yeah. his, uh, his skills are off. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like he's still his muscles yeah. and reflexes are off. Yeah. Where he can't like <laughs> he he misses shots yeah. and he he gets his ass kicked. Yeah, <laughs> pretty bad. Yeah. At yeah, one it was, scene, so. it was it was really good. I I liked that part of it. That was my favorite part of the movie. And Colin Firth was delivering it rather well with with that. But the rest of like there's just other stuff in the movie that like doesn't really need to be in there. There's robotic dogs are like going on for a bit and they don't need to be in there. Elton John, like we've already said, is in there for a good little bit. And it's funny seeing him come out of nowhere and being like, fuck you. Like that's yeah. hilarious. But then like, he's actually fighting later. And yeah, you're like, he has like a no. freeze frame, freeze frame <coughs> matrix one esque jump kick. Oh my God. Like, yeah, it was so bad. Well, yeah. just like a peacock. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't want to see this shit. Uh, like, yeah. Um, what'd you think about the Statesman? The statesmen were cool. Um, it was weird that Channing Tatum was only in it for five minutes. <laughs> I, and he had a cool introduction and everything. He did, yeah. I like yeah, that yeah. he had, like, you know, uh, his his chewing tobacco was a gadget also. Yeah. Like, he spit the chewing <laughs> tobacco and sealed thing, up. Yeah, sealed the whiskey, whiskey up. Because uh, the statesmen, their um, cover operation, just like the Kingsmen, their cover operation is they, they're uh, tailors. tailors. Yeah, yeah. They, they make suits. Um, theirs is that they're a distillery. Yeah. They're, they're yeah. a bourbon distillery, yeah. um, in the vein of like Jack Daniels. So they have a, their main hub is a distillery in Kentucky, yeah. but they also have a big building in New York city yeah. at least. And at the end of the film, they make another one in Scotland, but it's, yeah. it's, 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 it's for the Kings to start back up, yeah. but it's not bourbon. It's scotch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
yeah so that's it was I, I liked all the statesmen were in this movie um Halle Berry was surprisingly decent in it she was, they didn't give her too much to do they, yeah, they, they which was make, good yeah <laughs> It's probably the best. She, yeah, she did what she could do with what she had, and it was yeah, fine. She's fine. Um, and she becomes agent with the new agent whiskey. Yeah, yeah. Just kinda like cool. how their names are uh, either alcohols or chasers. Yeah, yeah. Because hers is like ginger, ginger ale. ale. <laughs> and then or like Pedro Pascal's yeah. tequila. Oh, sorry, he's he's wet whiskey. Yeah, Channing Tatum is tequila. Tequila. And uh, what's Jeff Bridges? Champagne. Uh, champagne. <laughs> but it says, "Do me the favor." Or just call me champ, champ yeah, yeah. <laughs> instead yeah it was it was good i like i like the statesman that's a creative it, idea it's yeah super creative it was it was really the ideas that really worked for me um in the movie i really liked yeah. them if they would just get their own spin-off film i wouldn't be mad yeah neither would i you yeah. know that'd be cool i um, see that but it looks like that maybe what's gonna happen but the thing with this movie is it's it's overly long yeah but um it has like at one point i turn to you i'm like what the fuck is this or the rings because it has like four endings <laughs> it's like fuck like just choose one like because yeah. cause they defeat poppy uh-huh. by ODing her yeah accidentally <laughs> um yeah. not not accidentally like they were gonna let her die but it happened a lot quicker than yeah. they were expecting <laughs> um and then getting the fight with pedro pascal and throwing him a meat grinder and killing him yeah um so it's like okay well that's that's all settled then they're re grouping at statesman yeah and like at the distillery and ginger ale becomes agent whiskey. yeah she takes over whiskey's position yeah and so that's an indie yeah <laughs> and, and, and jump bridge is like hey we're gonna give you your own we're gonna give you your, your yeah you know we're gonna start the uh scotch, scotch distillery the kingsman, scotch. kingsman yeah over yeah. there in scotland awesome cool yeah. and then the next scene is exit getting married to his girlfriend <laughs> yeah and it's like awesome like there's this whole thing like it looks like it's wrapping up and then it has another scene <laughs> after that where Chang Tatum showing up at the new Kingsman uh, yeah. store that yeah. I guess they rebuilt, dressed proper and uh-huh. suit and everything. And uh, then that's the end. But, like <laughs> yeah. each of the scenes are like five to five minutes or longer, or, except for except for the Chang Tatum yeah. one. Just they, like, those are all like their own individual endings, and so I get that. But I was just really glad they weren't doing like the Lord of the Rings like fade out because they like in lord of the rings that like they did it like five different times and it was like and fade to black yeah up oh, here's and another scene it's like yeah. what the fuck <laughs> so yeah. like at least they weren't doing it at that it just kept cutting to another scene and you're like oh there's more and like yeah. that's if this movie could be summed up in one whole thing that's kind of the whole sentiment of it it's like oh there's more like there's there's more in this movie and it's not technically for the best. Like no. that's kind of the problem is that there's almost too much in this movie and they, they were dealing with like big things or whatever, but some of it's just ridiculous. Like at one point they're like, they're cutting to like, what are we going to do with all these people who are on drugs? Oh, let's put them in cages in football stadiums. Like, what the fuck are yeah, you even doing? What is this? Because there's different stages. There's four stages yeah. to them. Uh, the first one is you 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 grow the blue veins. Yeah, it's like which a they're rash. that's one thing. Yeah, they're calling it a blue rash. I'm not a medic or anything, but that's not a rash. That's not a rash. They look like big blue veins. Yeah, like it's blue, like veins or something. Like a rash is specifically on like skin level. Like yeah, stuff right. going on with yeah. that. And they were like their veins were in arteries were like turning blue on specific parts of their body. Yeah, so right. I didn't get why they were calling that a rash. Every time they yeah. called it a rash, I was like, what the fuck are they doing? Then, so. then the second part is... Uh, you Like uh, you get a little out of it. Like yeah, you become delusional. Yeah, yeah. Um, which was expressed in a lot of They called the dancing, dancing disease. Yeah. yeah, everybody starts like dancing because they're yeah. kind of cuckoo and stuff. Yeah. Then the third one is you... is 
paralysis. Uh, paralysis. Yeah. And then that leads to stage four, which is death. Yeah. Where um you're you're you stop breathing. Yep. Everything shuts down and you just blood starts coming out of your eyes and nose and shit. Yeah, and you yeah, just yeah. die. Yeah. Um so that's kind of the clock, is like you see I guess just everybody took drugs right at the same time. Because <laughs> everybody hits the stages yeah, not like, pretty yeah. much at the same exact time. Yeah, there's not like waves like, of different yeah, people. Yeah, like, people are already dying or anything like that. I mean, they show like yeah. one person dying here when everybody else is, but not enough. It's like yeah. pretty uniformly like, all right, everybody's crazy right now. Everybody's paralyzed right now. And yeah. oh, we saved everybody just in time. Yeah, like, all the antidotes are here. here yeah, all the antidotes got here and given to everybody before yeah. everybody died. <laughs> Um, yeah, the only thing I did like about that was that, and it's not really to do with the drugs, but, uh, this whole movie for a while felt like it was too big. I mean, it's still too big, but they felt like they were doing like, like, oh, you got to save the world and oh, like whatever, like just make sure everyone's okay and blah, blah, blah. And so like, there wasn't any connection. And then we find out like, uh, Eggsy isn't like his, his relationship is at a rough patch with princess Tilda, who he's dating. And through that rough patch, princess Tilda, decides to like use some drugs at one she point smoke some pot yeah she was like relaxing and trying to smoke some pot and then like after that she gets the disease yeah. and so when Exy finds that out it makes it personal for him and so they they made the connection a little deeper which is something i appreciated because i was like i was like when that when they were just saving the world i was like this might as well just be a fucking superhero movie with a fucking blue beam in a sky like yeah. we're just we're just trying to save a big population, like yeah, whatever. Right. Yeah, right. But they made it personal with yeah, stakes. Yeah, with the mm-hmm. wife and or with the girlfriend. girlfriend. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Like at yeah. least they did that. So yeah, that was good. Uh, um, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, I just think that the first one. See, the first one had a big like save the world type thing. Like it was is massive scale because it's like cell phones and you know yeah. all that stuff. But uh-huh. it was so like. But it was still on a personal level, too, a, because it was his mom and his little brother. Yeah, his mom. Or and, his little sister or something. Oh, uh, yeah, his, yeah, his younger sibling. And, yeah. Uh, he was like, he, like, I think called his mom at one point point. was like, hey, put your fucking, or no, it was Roxy. He had Roxy call her or something. Mm-hmm. It was like, hey, take the kid and put it in the bathroom and lock the door. But she's, like, chopping down the yeah, door. Yeah, and like, she's, like, trying style, to chop it down at yeah. one point. Yeah. Uh, with, like, a butcher knife or yeah. something. Um, but it still felt like, even how big and global scale that one was, it still felt like it still felt like it was contained. Yeah. Like you go to the evil, like mountain base uh-huh. and he's fighting and, you know, he has this, there's like reflections of this movie where he fights like, you know, the, the henchmen, yeah. which in that one, it was a chick with, uh, blade, blade, blade legs. <laughs> yeah. Blade, blade legs. Um, and, uh, this one is his ex classmate who has a, uh, yeah. metallic arm now. Yeah. Um, he didn't die in the first one. Yeah. So he came back. What I like about both these is that, um, when they get to, uh, the final, like, mastermind, when uh-huh. they get the final mastermind, they're both easily taken out. Yeah. <laughs> like this one, they they're just, just like inject her with some people. heroin yeah, and yeah. she's like, oh, and then just <laughs> dies. And, uh, in the first one, Tim and Justin just get shot. I think so, yeah. Yeah. Or he tries to shoot him and he shoots him instead or something yeah. like that. He gets taken out like really yeah. easily. Yeah. Um so I kinda like that, you know, but this this one just had so many more scenes and it's bigger and they're trying you know, trying to top in every way. If they were just like trimmed it up and contained it more, I think it'd been more effective. No, yeah. If they weren't definitely. if it just felt to me why I didn't like it is because it just felt like they were trying too hard and no, it was I can disengaged see that. Yeah. because of it. Yeah. 
you know. I guess I guess with me it was just, you know, even though the first one is more uh is more concise, more tighter, like shorter and therefore more endurable or in like endurable, mm-hmm. I guess. Uh even though it is that I still got the same feeling from the first one that I got from this one, which is it's a fun play. It's a fun rompy play on the spy genre of movies with like characters that are just there with like action sequences that are just ridiculous. Like that can be described of the first and the second movie. The only thing is is the first has better practical stuff going on. And that's what make for me, that's what makes the first one better. Like the ridiculousness of like the Roger Moore, James Bond films. Yeah. Or like the later on, like something like, uh, Die Another Day. Oh, like, okay. like the Pierce Brosnan ones. Yeah, yeah, And say, yeah. like, those ones are, like, super the top with, like, all the crazy gadgets. Yeah, and, like, yeah, yeah. Really weird characters. They <laughs> kind of took, like, the fun of that and put into a really over-the-top, like, comic book-inspired action film. Yeah. That, uh, that kind of just revels uh-huh. in that weirdness. <laughs> and that's what works for it. And this one tries to do that a lot. Like, yeah. this one really tries to play to that. But, uh, it's just... You know, yeah, it's just whatever. It, it doesn't hit the like. There's moments where it does hit. At least for me, it does hit some good stuff. I know one part that you said you didn't like that I really liked was the Saturday Night Fight, where they that. got the Saturday Night song playing. It's like Saturday Night's alright. I hated that, and I hated the joke <laughs> at the beginning whenever Alan John starts playing. He's like Wednesday night, Wednesday night oh, song, yeah, yeah. and the guy's like, "Oh, that was it's Saturday, Saturday night." It's, it's like, like, "What well, say?" He's like, "Wednesday." I'm like, "Right." And yeah. he punches the guy, <laughs> and I'm just like, "Ah." <laughs> I, I liked that part because it was like a silly joke. So I was like, whatever. But like right after that, when they do the, like, I love the set. Like I thought, I literally thought it was going to be the church scene with Leonard Skinner it's not. again. And <laughs> yeah. it's not, unfortunately, but I thought it was going to be that. And it's good. Like I thought it was, I thought it was well, I thought it was well done and it had funness in it. Like the part, like, cause they end up finding out some of the statesmen, like, uh, some of the statesman gadgets. It's like, oh, what's this? It's a baseball. It's a grenade. Yeah. And like, oh, what's this? It's a baseball bat, but it's a minesweeper. Yeah, like, a minesweeper that apparently doesn't fucking work. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't work because they run into a mine and then Merlin dies. Yeah, that's how Merlin dies. <laughs> he gets blown up by a mine. He sacrifices his Yeah, which is what I really like. Eggsy yeah. steps on it. Yeah. Merlin's like, hold on. Like, I got this freeze spray. Yeah. It'll give us a split second for us to run. Yeah. Go off. So he sprays the mine and he... Pushes, pushes Eggsy off, off and steps, and steps on. on it. Yeah. And he's like, all right, listen, like, <laughs> I got this. You guys have to f- finish the mission. I'll distract yeah. them. And so some guards come to him and he's singing that. He said earlier that his favorite singer is John Denver. Yeah. This is the third movie we've seen use uh, <laughs> Country Road yeah. by John Denver yeah. this year because it's, it's used in Alien Covenant. It was used in man, Logan Lucky. Logan Lucky, which we talked about in our review. Yeah. And it's used in this film. Yep. Um, quite a bit. Uh-huh. Um. And so he starts singing that out loud, and the guards, and the come, guards up to like him. come over and like, "What's yeah. going on?" And, and he lets go of the mine and yeah. blows himself and, blows and everybody else up. And he's doing that while like looking back and forth with like Harry and Eggsy because he's saying goodbye to him. Yeah, right. It's yeah. it's a sad moment. Like I actually, I actually didn't, I didn't like tear up or anything, but I was like, Man, <laughs> yeah, like it wasn't that. Sad, I was like, it was sad. I was like, it's sad. Like I like Merlin. He's cool, and especially like I said earlier, I like Merlin and Eggsy's connection like sure. i like both of them they have a good i think they have a good relationship and so it was sad to see eggsy lose yet another person to like this just villain that uh yeah. set shit up and yeah unless they unless happens. they come back sequel 
and like they find out some way to bring back. It's like, well, we have this bag that you put all of his entrails yeah. and pieces of bodies and just forms a new body for him. He's just alive. Forms, yeah, and he's fine. Then why does anything matter in this he's world? Not just bring anybody to, alive. He's not going to be able to talk or anything. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> no, but he don't look like that mutated thing at RoboCop. But it's fine. <laughs> But he, I did, I did like the Saturday night part, like that song's playing, and like they toss a grenade in by like one of them throws the baseball, and the other one hits it with a bat. baseball bat. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> and with then, a like, minesweeper, because the yeah. minesweeper's a baseball. Yeah, exactly. Bat. Yeah. And so like they knock it in, and it blows up, and they go in, and like one of them's got, of course, the umbrella. Like that's kind of their Kingsman signature weapon yeah. now. Mm-hmm. It's like the umbrella that's bulletproof, and that you can shoot stuff back mm-hmm. at. So Harry's got that. Uh, Eggsy's got a new gadget, like the suitcase he's rocket got a suitcase launcher. Suitcase, a machine gun and rocket launcher. <laughs> yeah, so he's like yeah. throwing stuff around, and and, and a body show because it folds. Yeah, because he like folds it armor. out. And, yeah. yeah, I love that part where he did that, and they were yeah. both like they were both standing behind yeah, it cool. and like going yeah. around. Yeah, it was. It had its moments. It wasn't as good as the you know first one. But. Well, you know, like I said, uh, Saturday Night's All Right for Fighting um, is <laughs> is uh, Saturday Night's All Right is on one of my favorite albums of all time, which is uh, Goodbye Yellow Brick Road by Elton John. And uh, that that song, though, for, for that scene, is, like, super edited up. Yeah. Like, it's like, all right, here comes, you know, the verse, and they cut the uh-huh. verse out, so they, like, have really hard edits where you can hear them just looping the chorus. Yeah. But it's, like, really noticeable, so it <laughs> took me out of the scene. Yeah, and I guess like, I didn't uh, notice it because I don't know the song well enough. Yeah. Like, I know it enough to enjoy it like oh the song's in the movie and blah 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 like mm-hmm. it's fine but i didn't know it enough to no- notice the edits yeah so it didn't take me out of it so i guess that was to my advantage I yeah guess. for sure <laughs> well i mean it's just like i, I think it was, i was also comparing it to like the first one like yeah, they didn't the edit epic, the solo yeah. of free bird like yeah. they played the solo straight <laughs> through yeah they didn't edit it out at all yeah they did straight through it's fine so i'm like oh they're gonna play saturday nights all right all the way through yeah Mm. Nah, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> yeah and then it's also got elton john slow-mo kicking people for some reason <laughs> yeah him karate fighting two guys and knocking them out <sighs> yeah that's that's when it got too ridiculous yeah not yeah. a not a good way where it's like well it's really entertaining just like come on like, it's just <laughs> corny um yeah this uh would you tell anyone to go see it because i definitely would if you like the first one i think you should definitely go see this one um this one of those things where uh yeah, if you like the first one, I guess you can. But see, I like the first one. I just didn't really enjoy the film that much. Yeah. I don't. Th- I, I I'm not gonna say it's a bad movie. I say don't watch it or see it. Yeah. I'm really just in that middle ground. I'm just like it's okay. You know, it's fine. Um, I didn't hate it, but I, I would. For me, it's a rental. Gotcha. If you really want to see it rental, I, I want to pay thirteen yeah. bucks to just, see it. Yeah, just to see to continue, not to enjoy it really that much, but to see to see the continuation. Yeah. Of the, yeah, of the story, the mar- I guess. Yeah. yeah. There's parts of it, though, while watching it, I'm like, oh, wait, this is canon. Yeah. Like, I think to myself, <laughs> I'm like, man, that was a bad story choice. But then I was like, oh, I guess it's canon. I'm yeah. like, oh, thank God we only have the first one. I'm like, oh, wait, this is all canon now. I'm like, <laughs> never mind. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. It's, I was okay with it. It's, uh... And next he's a prince by the end of it. I forgot to say yeah. that also. <laughs> Since he married the princess, yeah, he, he's royal to now. Yeah um i say definitely go see it it's it's fun it's a fun little just know what you're getting into with it i guess which is just uh like it's over the top it's got bad humor mm-hmm. and it's like not the most coherent story or writing or whatever sure. it's just yeah it's a it's a movie that really should have been it's ironically a summer movie that's released on the first day of fall 
because today is like I guess the first day of fall, and this is absolutely a summer popcorn flick. Yeah, so. oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> it came out at a weird time for some. We're, we're we're getting like artsy stuff, like our quote unquote artsy like mother, <laughs> and then like amazing adventure horror movies like it. Yeah, right. And then like you know we're gonna get some amazing hopefully sci fi stuff in a couple of weeks with like Blade Runner. But we get this random popcorn action flick yeah. in the middle of all yeah, of right it. There. So it's, it's yeah. yeah, it's it's weird, but yeah. it's weird timing. It's overly long. It's uh, that, that, that's another thing. Like should have came out in July. <laughs> should have came out in July, but like just me, like for how long it is, it also hurts my recommendation. Huh? Because it's two hours and twenty minutes. I'm like, yeah. <sighs> like if you're going in the afternoon to see like a Tarantino film, which are always long. Yeah, this is a Tarantino film. Like usually that that's experience. That's something you're going to go. This one's like. I mean, it's not just this movie, but like I said, going into this film to you, um, I'm just tired of every fucking movie. Yeah, being over having like an over two hours over long. Two hour it's like time. just yeah. tighten it up. Like every movie now that's big blockbuster has to be two hours of ten to two hours of forty minutes. It's yeah. like just tighten it up. Like we Which don't. They need absolutely could have did. Even though yeah. I love this movie, they could have did that with this. Yeah, movie. I just I, plenty I, of stuff to take out. Like it's gotten that point where me, me and you will look at something and yeah. we'll see the time. And if it goes over two hours, we're just like, <laughs> we're just like, God damn fuck. it! <laughs> like because it's gonna be three hours, including previews. When yeah, being yeah. Just like shit. it was twenty minutes. I don't know if you noticed it, but I was like looking at my phone when the previews were going on yeah. in this movie. I was like, We've been in like it's been twenty minutes, and we're yeah. in like preview number seven. What the hell's going yeah. on? It's yeah. Oh well. But uh Yep. What would you give the award to? Um since I can't like I don't know how to specifically give it to the arc of of Harry in this movie because like that's what I want to give it to. Was give the, it to the arc of Harry. Yeah, the arc of Harry. There <laughs> we go. Uh his like Because mine uh, has something to do with the movie, not the creation of it. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's uh I just I just like that they I'm I'm a really I hate when people die and people get brought back to life or whatever i hate shit like that For like sure. i it makes me feel like there's no stakes it makes yeah. me feel like anything can happen and blah 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 and it's just like if you do this like what the fuck's gonna go on and it's something i'm worried about with justice league when superman comes back then again it's fucking superman and like you can't really kill him and like he comes back in like almost every story he's in yeah, or, like where right. if he dies so i'm kind of like willing to give that one a pass but even in stuff like game of thrones or so like i was genuinely worried about when they would bring someone back for game of thrones and i was like you gotta be fucking kidding me and then they did it in a good way and i was like oh thank god mm-hmm. and so that's what i had with this movie which which i was like man he died in the first movie like what the hell just keep right. him dead and do something else right and then we went into this movie and i really liked how they did it because mm-hmm. they focused on it and they made they made it a center of conflict in and of itself so they just didn't like erase what happened in the first movie and like sweep it under the rug and continue it sure. it felt like they were it felt like something that truly could happen organically yeah. instead of just like this bullshit to get Colin Firth back yeah, yeah. for the second that, that, one. It didn't make me mad at yeah. all. I like that they delved a little bit deeper into yeah, it. Yeah, me too. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, sure. So that's where... Where's my reward? Yeah, there it is. Yeah, there, right there, there, there is right, right. there. <laughs> what, is, um, what is yours go-to? The Statesman. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I just thought it was a really creative idea. I like the parallels. I like how instead of wearing suits, they all wore denim <laughs> yeah. and stuff. You know, they, they <laughs> they've all got the cowboy, cowboy hats. hats and yeah, and, uh, it was really well and done. like the gadgets and stuff like that. You yeah. know, like how Americanized everything yeah. was. It's, it's just, just really like, like two different really cultures. And, yeah. yeah. Um, I just like how their they names, parallel. like they're all like yeah, whiskey, and yeah, whatever. yeah, how they're alcohols <laughs> and chasers the round or whatever. Yeah, yeah. and uh, uh, yeah, they even have like uh, Jeff Bridges has a a, a uh, 
a spit bucket yeah. next to his uh, <laughs> chair in his office. I don't like how yeah. like uh, they track it like stock market. Like oh, they, yeah. they track their like business like yeah. uh, like stock market <laughs> trackings and stuff. Yeah. You see like the line graph. Even and... even their way of listening to the president is through a king uh, a statesman bottle of like whiskey. Yeah, they they have still, his... yeah he has, they have a plant <laughs> microphone have... in his office because <laughs> a statesman a statesman bourbon yeah statesman whiskey yeah 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 because that's the thing is like statesman i guess it is like the kingsmen mm-hmm. they're and they're not under the authority they're an independent organization yeah, right. so they're not under the authority of the specific country that they're kind of aligning to yeah right so even though the statesmen are from the united states and that's kind they don't of work where for they're the president. yeah they don't work for the president it's the same thing with the kingsmen they're from the united kingdom they work for the but queen. they don't work for like the queen or yeah. anything so yeah. I like that. Uh, so yeah, I would give it the statesman. Just like uh, like the creativity, even like their gadgets, even like how uh, it's a rare thing to happen in a sequel that comes out from like an ori- uh, an original that had actual source material. Yeah, because they're the second one. This this sequel to a movie isn't there isn't a sequel comic book. Yeah. So this is all like original stuff that they're coming up yeah. for, for the sequel, and the statesman is one of them. Yeah, yeah. It's really, really well done. Really enjoyed it. It's something I would have really wanted to see them team up. Well, I mean. I guess we get more of a team up. Never mind. As I said, I would like to see them like team up more in the movie. But I would like to see like Chan Tatum kind of like team up with Eggsy. Yeah. I, that's what I thought was gonna happen. Yeah, I thought it was gonna too. be more in the movie, so But they literally show his scenes in the trailer. <laughs> yeah. He's only like two scenes. <laughs> um, Except for the part where he's dancing in his underwear. Yeah, yeah he's dancing <laughs> in his underwear. Yeah. <laughs> Which I mean just watch Magic Mike, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yes. A whole two hours of yeah, that. A whole so. two hours of dancing his underwear. Let's go see that. Um which I've never seen. People tell me it's good. Yeah, I've heard it's I've okay. never I haven't, seen I haven't watched it. But uh Steven Soderbergh. So Is it? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's right. We talked about that with Logan Lucky. Yeah. Yeah. Uh but yeah, that's what I give my award to. I give my award to the statesman. Cool. And the uh, idea of the creativity behind yeah, it. Definitely. So Kingsman, um, go see it or don't. <laughs> it's not a bad <laughs> movie. It's not bad. It's just yeah. I, I just I was it's to me it's very meh. Gotcha. You know? Yeah. I understand. Yeah. Uh moving right along. Recommendation yes. corners. Um I am going to recommend Ooh. an album. Oh, good for it. Today. Um have you ever heard of Carpenter Brute? Nope. Uh Carpenter Brute B R U T. Okay. Um yeah, not not a lot is known about him. Um he's from France and that's all anybody really knows about him. Okay. Um he's worked on some low bunch of horror films doing music for him. Um he's put out three EPs. Um EP one, EP two, EP three. <laughs> And nice. he just, very creative. Yeah, and he released an album a couple years back called Trilogy in 2015. Okay. Um, and this year he really released Carpenter Brute Live. All okay. one word, all capital letters. But huh. I'm going to talk about Trilogy since I just learned about him. Yeah. Um, uh, I learned about him because uh, Cavity Colors, which is a shirt company, they uh, did some stuff for him yeah. and everything. Um, some like pins and stuff they were selling on their website. So I'm like, oh, check them out. And basically he's a... Uh, I don't even know how to describe his music. Uh, he's electronic music. I'm not a big EDM fan. Okay. But there's definitely a little bit of that in there. But it's like really synthy also. Yeah. So Is it kind of like maybe like Trent Reznor's movie score stuff that he does? Um, A little bit more electronic than that. Okay. More electronic. Um, but it's basically his intention was to mix sounds from horror films, metal, rock, and electronic music. Okay. And it has like a really like Carpenter Brute. It has like a real John Carpenter feel to it. Like carpenter uh john carpenter scores and stuff um all his like uh 
song titles are like sound like bad horror movie names and stuff like that like roller mobster or like uh <laughs> okay disco zombie italia or uh different things like that and it's yeah. uh it's like really just cool music to kind of just like play in the background while you're like working on something or some shit like that it's yeah. electronic music a bunch of stuff starts sounding the same and do, stuff, you, do you have uh do you have any of the music on your phone i can bring some up on spotify yeah see if you can bring some up real quicker uh, if, it, if it doesn't sound good in the thing then i'll maybe see if i can find something edit 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 a clip in or something um let's see like what's your like a f- your favorite song while i'm currently or something? uh all of it sounds the same to me yeah <laughs> it's, it's electronic <laughs> music i don't know okay but i'll uh let me see i'll play uh escape from Mid- midwich valley which is the very first song in the album That sounds really fucking cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, like, just start putting, like, weird stuff into it and stuff. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. Holy shit. <laughs> That's like some borderline like Stranger Things stuff yeah. almost or something. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's like an eighty synth type horror movie sound. Nice. Yeah. So it's really cool. Yeah, so he's pretty good. I like um, that. Fast forward a little bit. Yeah, I definitely dig that. Yeah. That's really cool. So, that's on Spotify you got it? Yeah. Okay. I'll have to yeah, look it up on Spotify. The, uh, album cover there. Nice. Uh yeah, all, it's like, called sat- trilogy. All satanic and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> horror movie esque. And uh, yeah, so I've been listening to that. Um, so nice. I would recommend that album. Um, give it at least like a listen through on Spotify and stuff. Yeah, you know, he's uh, is a creative choice where I'm not to talk about it. So he doesn't do interviews or anything like that. Oh, Nobody's okay. even like really seen him except for like live. Yeah, and he doesn't do any of that. So it's all about the music. Cool. Like, he does it purposefully. Like I don't want you to know anything about me. That's <laughs> awesome. So huh. that's cool. That's why uh, people only know because of uh, only know his nationality. They know he's yeah. from France, and that's all. <laughs> so yeah, it's an inter- interesting thing for an artist to like separate themselves so much from their work, so you can focus just on their work. Yeah, for sure. I think that's roughly the same idea that like Daft Punk has, doesn't they? Like, yeah, yeah. They, I, I don't know they what Daft Punk like, looks like. Yeah, stuff, and... they do interviews. They're in costume. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, Carpenter cool. Brute. Okay. Pretty. Pretty yeah. good. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so I've been what I'm going to recommend this week, which I'm sure probably some people have watched it, especially because you just won a fucking Emmy last week, which is I forgot to talk about the Emmys earlier. So I'll probably talk about them for a minute instead of the Lost update because Megan, there was a mix up with me and Megan like watching Lost. And so she hasn't watched any Lost this week. So she just she just took a break. Um, so, yeah, but my thing I'm recommending uh, this week is a TV show on Hulu right now. It's only got one season. It's called The Handmaid's Tale. Uh, it's got, I believe, her name. The main person in it is her name is like Elizabeth Moss. Um, it's this really, really fucked up TV show about like this really close, this like really close to the present timeline of like it's slightly futuristic sci-fi of like i don't want to give away too much about it for like anyone that might want to watch it at some point but basically reproduction like babies aren't being born as often anymore it's kind of like a children of men kind of thing like babies aren't being born as much anymore 
and women in society or most of women in society are treated like absolute crap like they're treated almost like a commodity and like they're very much under the rule of men now and so it's this really weird thing of like sounds like bitch planet <laughs> I, I haven't i haven't read bitch planet yet but, but I mean, we talked about in an earlier episode where yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. men like women's opinions and stuff like that don't matter in that universe yeah and yeah, stuff. yeah. And that's that's basically what it is in this one too like there are some women that have like roles one of them uh so like in the emmys last week uh handmade handmaid's tale won for like best i think drama going on right now which out of all the streaming services out there I would not have suspected Hulu to be the first one to ever win an Emmy. Netflix has had so much stuff out there. They haven't won an Emmy? I guess not. Oh, really? Like, Stranger Things, I guess, got nominated for a, stuff last, a lot of stuff Daredevil last year. Daredevil Season 2 got nominated. Yeah. John like Bernthal you, got nominated yeah, for like Best all, Supporting. I guess no one's won yet. Mm-hmm. And so, like, the only thing that has won so far has been Hulu. And mm-hmm. Hulu's Handmaid's Tale. It won for... Uh, it won Best... Uh, best like hour-long drama or whatever it won like best supporting i think actress or something because this one lady in there she plays kind of a villain she won elizabeth moss won best actress uh and then there's a couple other things like veep won like best like half-hour comedy or something uh donald glover set a record for being i think winning best director on something Uh he won uh he won a couple different things for atlanta like his show on fx i think it is but uh he won he won some stuff on there it was a really good night for diversity on the emmys because in the current and the current like this whole show was kind of a middle finger to the current political climate we have with old white men being in charge in dc and so like all these like like young black people and young women were like winning over in LA right. <laughs> and it was just like this awesome thing uh Aziz Ansari and his homegirl because you watched Master of None season two right yeah the Thanksgiving episode yeah all about like his friend uh them growing up throughout the, yeah them growing the years, up and, yeah. and her like coming out to her mom like as being a lesbian and stuff mm-hmm. I guess that episode was very close and personal for her so they want like it was cool because it was written that episode was written both by her and Aziz Ansari and when they won, they both went up. And Aziz Ansari didn't say a single thing. He stood off to the side and let her accept everything and say nice. the whole speech. And it was really, yeah, it was really cool. I mean, he's gonna have like his own moments good, up there. Because there's one of the <laughs> good parts of that season, not the last three fucking episodes of it. What's that? That that show. <laughs> what it, I hated the last three episodes. Oh really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We talked about that before. Yeah. yeah. I I I liked it. It's just they. Yeah, they focus like a little too. It just is the sorry fucking whining for three episodes. <laughs> I don't want to watch that shit, including an episode that's not the season finale, but the episode before the season finale that's an hour and a half long. Yeah, and it's an hour and a half of Aziz and Sorry crying, because a girl won't leave her boyfriend for him. But they do like a similar thing in season one though too, where like they have this because it's mainly as much as the show is fun to like go around and see his other friends and see uh-huh. the city of New York and all this kind of stuff. It is very much about Dev, his character, like going through the stuff that he's going through. In yeah. The current but it was fine. It wasn't him trying to coerce a girl into leaving her boyfriend for him. And cause she won't, cause she's yeah. like, no, well, no, that, my yeah. situation is more complicated. It's like, why, why <laughs> won't you leave him for me? Uh, yeah. And he it, gets emotional. I don't want to watch that. He, shit. he does <laughs> get emotional, but I thought it was pretty well justified because like, she's, she is not blameless in that situation at all. No. Like she is doing fucked up shit yeah. too. And so like, as much as she is a victim of this, 
Aziz is also definitely a victim of this. Yeah. So like they're both victims that aren't like willing to do anything. Right. And what I loved about it at the end of it is that at the end of the show, they jump forward in time and you see them like together and you're like, wait, what the fuck happened? And it like cuts away and you're like, what? And so like, you're wondering how it got to there. So yeah. I, I'm, I definitely want to see that, but that's not what won the award. So what won, what won, what won the best uh, hour long drama award handmaid's tale. It is so freaking Oh, it's so messed up. Like, cause not only are like men kind of in charge of everything, but like there was a huge religious overtone to everything. Uh-huh. So like, um, a specific thing they'll say sometimes to each other is like, if a woman goes out, like, uh, if a handmaid goes out, like she's supposed to be covered. And so she'll walk out and then like a guy might see her and the guy will say like under his eye and they're like under his eye. And like, it's a thing they say to each yeah. other. And like, that's like, it's, because it's like about like it's very heavily like christian christianity like influenced about like hey what would happen if men just took charge of everything and they were all like doing it under the force of like religion and stuff which is something that unfortunately happens in the real world real right. the real world a lot a lot of our politicians get into the offices and make laws based on fucking religious stuff and it's like yeah, you're right. not supposed to be doing that but all right and uh it's just taken to a whole nother extreme like even I can't remember what they call them, but in this in this climate they have set up in the show, homosexuality is illegal. And okay. so, like, they have this one character who, like, it's such a fucked up scene where they, like, something, and like, basically gets found out that she's a homosexual. And, like, the other person that she was being a homosexual with, like, they're, they're both lesbians and, like, in love. And, like, they one of them basically gets sentenced to death. Because, <laughs> like, the other one is, like, you're a handmaid. So you're actually kind of valuable. So we're going to hang on to you, but your lover isn't. So they're dead and like, they just fucking kill them. And it's, wow. it's rough. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's a rough, rough thing. Yeah. And I don't, I don't want to explain any more about the show because like, if you just wa- just watch like the first episode of it on Hulu tonight and it's so fucked up, uh. but it's so good and it's so poignant. And what I really like about it, it's one of the, one of those shows that really implements flashbacks. And so like they show the current stuff where it's like, uh, the girl's name was Offred. Um, that's Elizabeth Moss's character. Okay. Her name is Offred, and she's uh, doing her thing in the show, and it follows her. But like every episode, will have a flashback where it shows stuff like before the society was what it is now, and so they'll go back and show her with like her family and her going through college and her having friends and like all this kind of stuff. And it's and then they jump forward, and it's. Whew, <laughs> you like see the differences and it's really rough, but uh, that's huh. the handmade sale on Hulu. Apparently so yeah, it's, easy to catch it's, up on. it's only one season so far. It's based on a book that was written in the eighties. Um, so I'm not sure how long they're going to do it for. I'm not sure if the one season is just the one season. I haven't finished all of it, but it is really good. And it's one of those things, almost kind of like black mirror where you have to prepare yourself like yeah. going into it where you're like, this is going to be fucked up. Yeah. So let me get mentally prepared. Everything's and fucked then, up in Black Mirror. Yeah. Black, which Black Mirror won. It won, I think, two Emmys. Uh, one of its shows uh, or one of its episodes, like San Junipero or something, was like, it's from season three, I guess, or oh. whatever. I haven't watched it yet, but it, it was apparently really good. So it won. The guy who wrote it won, a, won an Emmy. But uh, yeah, that's. I think that's that's it. That's all I got. Handmade sale on Hulu, so go check it out. Awesome. Um, and what was the thing you said? Your Carpenter album? Brute Trilogy. Carpenter. Yeah, I want to check that out. I'm probably going to be listening to that on Spotify on my way home now. Yeah, um, that's good, man. So next week, 
We got to figure out what we're doing because yeah, we, we don't, don't know, know what we're doing. We don't know. There's not like any movies in particular. American made. We want to just see. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I've already seen enough Tom Cruise. Donald Gleason is in it. <laughs> yes, I think I've seen enough of him this year too. <laughs> but he's actually a good actor. Yeah, he is. But well, I, just, I doubt bad, he's. I doubt he's going to. Mommy put such a bad taste in my mouth that I'm just like. <laughs> uh, so we'll we'll either figure out we'll either go see another movie next week, or. We might, we've been talking about watching like Halloween or something and doing like a Halloween episode since Halloween's coming up. Or doing Bye Bye Man or something like yeah, that. Yeah, we still need to do Bye Bye Man. Yeah, or some shit. We yeah. need to, we need to do Baby Driver for, uh, we've, we've seen it, so we need to at least talk we about it at some point. Yeah, baby yeah. Driver. It's still playing in theaters. What's that? Baby Driver? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it is. Fucking Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman's out on Blu ray yeah, now. Still it's still playing. playing in theaters. Spider Man's still playing. It's so ridiculous. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll figure that out at some point. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah at some point that's, that's the most we can say this week yeah uh there'll be an episode of some sort out there yeah uh <laughs> we just don't know what it is gonna be i kind of hope that life is gonna be playing here somewhere life the other one with uh the harry dean stands oh yeah yeah about. the one you were talking about earlier yeah yeah that'd be cool to go see um but we'll figure that out if you've got any questions comment oh like i said the megan uh the megan with lost thing it's not happening this week because we had a hiccup, so yeah. <laughs> she yep. she said she, she said she had uh, a- anal anal blindness, which means she didn't see her ass watching it. <laughs> I guess that's what that means. Uh, so we'll have we'll have a lost update for. She's gonna be on season three. She's gonna be starting season three, so it's gonna be it's espe- especially good. Yeah, I'm gonna try to hang out with her and watch it. So who knows? Yeah, if you have uh, questions, comments, concerns, whatever. You can reach us on Twitter, on Facebook. You can email at us, email us at and the award goes to podcast at gmail.com. That's and the award goes to podcast, all one word, at gmail.com. You can listen to us on iTunes and SoundCloud, SoundCloud. all the other bullshit. Yeah. Um, there's so many podcast apps, I don't even know the name of all of them. And that's it, I think. Yeah. Yep. And there's a war that goes to our audience that listens. There's a what? An award that goes to our <laughs> an award audience that, that listens. goes to the audience that listens. Yeah. There you go. We yeah. got an award you for guys, you. You guys did it. <laughs> you did it. it. This is like our twelfth episode. We've been we've been going. Yeah. This is like we started in July, didn't we? So July, August, September's almost over. So that's yeah. three months. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Uh, we'll be back in a week to talk about more shit. Yep. There we go. Who knows what it'll be? We'll figure it out. Yep. That's it. Bye. Bye.